Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we get to continue the conversation from a Sunday morning. And as always, you don't have to be a part of our church or even have heard the message from Sunday to get something out of this conversation. Uh, but we really want to make, I don't know, just an opportunity for people to really engage and, and have a deeper conversation about biblical things. And so today we're actually wrapping up a series we've been doing about relationships. And uh, we had an amazing panel on Sunday. And so I invited uh, two of our panelists back uh, for today's episode. And so Tiffany and Sue, thanks so much for Hello. being here. Hey. It's awesome to have you. Yeah. Wonderful voices on the uh, the <laughs> podcast, uh, and so I get to be you know the uh, the thorn between two roses, the uh, <laughs> the the guy perspective in this conversation. But we're gonna jump straight in because we were talking about singleness, um, mm-hmm. and it's a huge topic. We answered, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 questions on Sunday. Yeah. We had another, like, I think 70 questions that came in. Wow. We have condensed those. Uh, there's a lot of duplicates, a lot of similar questions. We mm-hmm. condensed that down to 17. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to do our best to get through all 17. So help us, God. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going to jump straight in um, to question number one. Okay. Is marriage a divine expectation for everyone, or does God also call some to embrace singleness? So whoever wants to tackle that one first. I will say that whoever wrote that is... Eloquent. They're very <laughs> eloquent, and they, I you know, probably like have a the old red Bible, you know, like divine connection. Yep. Um, I'm joking, but... Um, <laughs> um, I, I would say just based off of the example in the Bible, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And so this morning when I was getting dressed, I was listening to another, everybody's doing the podcast or, or a sermon series right now in February about dating, yeah. relationships, marriage and stuff. And just like the most influential people in the Bible have been single. Yeah. And so with that, it's like, no, I would say that everyone is not called to have a divine i guess connection or um to marriage um because yeah it's yeah the the default expectation shouldn't be well because i'm christian i'm going to be married right Right. but i think sometimes i don't know if it's the church's fault Mm -hmm. or culture or what we we do have this i don't know we give this ourselves this expectation that uh well i'm going to be married because god loves me and i want to be married so that means god's gonna let me get married yeah. Also, it's also something I, I would say that you hear your whole life yeah. about marriage and about family. Yeah. And so you hear it a lot. You you see it um, displayed, whether in your home or in others in others home. Like it's a big topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being raised even like in a Christian church um, preparation, that word, if we yeah. could just I think you, Sue, might have said it. Um, yesterday about the word preparation, um, how it always is having you like you can't fully be invested in your relationship with God mm, um, if you're always like in a mindset of preparing. And yeah. that is word language that's been used for a long time of mm-hmm. like be whole in pre- preparation for your yeah. spouse. Like we hear that a lot. I've heard that a lot in church and many others. So even subconsciously, you're always like, let me get whole. I want to be in relationship with God. 
um, as I'm also in preparation for marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can end up uh, being distracted and so distracted that you miss out on what God's actually trying to do in the moment Ooh, that's because good. you're just, you're focused on that thing that you're wanting down the road. Uh, and I, absolutely. I think that can be a, a dangerous place to be. So, okay. so yeah, I think simple answer is uh, no, no. Marriage <laughs> yeah. is not a divine expectation for everyone. Mm -hmm. And yes, God does call some people to uh, embrace singleness. Yeah. And we've seen biblically and through the history of the church how singles have made a huge impact right. mm -hmm. on the kingdom of God because as a married man with three kids like I've got a lot of distractions in life I got a, mm -hmm. I got a lot of responsibilities you know it's harder for me once I started having kids mm -hmm. it was harder for me to go on a missions trip to just pack things up and yeah. go uh, across the world yeah. uh, and so there's there's definitely challenges to doing what God wants you to do right. while trying to balance a family all right, the second question, I'm gonna throw it at Sue. Uh, it's kind of a, a tie off of that first question. And mm -hmm. it honestly, it kind of broke my heart uh, when I read it. So uh, get your tissue ready. No, no. Uh, but the question- <laughs> I wanna cry. The question was, uh, does God still love me? Mm. Um, and it was in the context of uh, this person has been single for a really long time. It's oh, this thing sad. that they've been praying for, wanting for, desiring, mm -hmm. um, and God's just not giving it. Is that a sign that God doesn't love them? No, God loves you. I mean, I there's so we, we are the evidence that God loves us. And I think when you kind of tie in your value with a person or a mate, that's when you're tripping and you're forgetting what real love is. Yeah. That's and, and we're going to get kind of touchy here, but love is not more than affection. Affection is one thing. Love is another thing. But mm -hmm. if I were to say like, oh, God loves me because I finally have a husband or have a mate. Right. You, you, you do feel the love of the church and you have an example of what Christ has planned for the covenant in order to have two people love one another and have the covenant benefits and, and have someone that can sharpen you like iron sharpens yeah. iron. Right. But if you don't have that person, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you or he forgot about you or he forgot your desires. Maybe he loves you so much that his no is because you're not ready yet. Um, and that's some hard truth. Maybe I don't know if this person is older or has been waiting for years or maybe it's going into that season where you feel like god what's happening i don't have a purpose like my time's running out um, or it could also be the pressure of family members telling you like hey where's the boyfriend or every family reunion like oh you know this person got married how about you yep. and so comparison um envy uh it could be like social media posts even media today can kind of push you and influence you to think that because you you don't have someone next to you that God has forgotten you. And that's one of the yeah. biggest lies that the enemy can throw at you. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to add? Um, man, that stuff is so good, Sue. Um, I would say I always struggle with the mm -hmm. not ready yet part. Yeah. Um, and I'm not old, but I'm 36. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, it's like, because you, having like you hear older people's stories yeah and they're like i've been waiting on the lord and it's been like 20 30 years and they're like i'm still waiting and so i guess i think that's the language that sometimes has yeah. been kind of hard mm -hmm. for people to move forward and like god loves you yeah um but you kind of like that saying to someone whomever this person is seems like they've mm -hmm. been waiting for some time and maybe yeah. not like yeah. two or three years yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> how to help someone that it's not always safe a 
about not it's not the time it could be mm-hmm. but i'm like i just don't know if that's everyone's reason yeah. why it may be yeah. decades yeah. um but what you said is very true yeah. that god loves you and we are the evidence mm-hmm. of his love so no yeah it's not that god doesn't love you yeah um there are other things maybe at yeah. play um yeah as to why mm-hmm. But one thing that we can be sure in mm-hmm. is that the, it's a lie to yeah. say that you're not loved. And if you feel that way, um, one comparison will make anybody not feel loved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And if you look around, then you will feel that way because even Old Testament, how it was, what people viewed as um, you, if you are blessed, if you like see good things Mm -hmm. but if bad things are happening to you then that means you are cursed Mm -hmm. and that was like that was how it was in the old testament until you start getting a little closer to the new testament i feel like is it is it job that we see in the bible that god first is starting out that he was perfect Mm. And he had all this stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. things that yeah, was he good. And that then he wanted. He's, he's experiencing a lot of stuff. Right. Yep. Um, and all that question of, wait a minute, like bad things. It's not that you're always cursed that you did something, say, bad. But there were a mm-hmm. lot of things at play of like he learned a lot about his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, um, God allowed him to be tested. Right. But just that, that thing of thought of like, if bad things are happening, then that means I'm cursed and that I'm mm. not loved by God. But this person is getting this, so they must be loved and they yeah. must yeah. be blessed. Um, but you are blessed and you are loved yeah. by God regardless yeah. of right. the different things at play. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Jesus brings that out in the in the New Testament too. There, there's a there's a boy who's sick. The Pharisees are like, "Hey, who who sinned here? Yeah. Was it was it his sin or is his father's sin?" Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, "Neither." Yeah. Right. Like, this is just so I can do something right now. And right. so yeah. uh, I think that there's a there's a real danger in um, connecting how much God loves you to what he gives you. Mm. Right. Uh, and good. and God's love is the fact that he sent Jesus to die on a cross for your right. sins. Mm-hmm. That's the love of, of God. And so yeah. uh whether he gives you a spouse or no spouse, if he gives you a million dollars or no million dollars, right. if he gives you the, the nice house or no mm-hmm. nice house. Yeah. If, if we start tying the things he gives us to the level of which God loves us, we are in a really dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, scary place. Yeah. And that kind of so. also dives into like, I just want to clarify what I said. We always praise the Lord when he opens the door, yeah. but rarely we praise him with the same power and the same yeah, potency yeah. when he closes the door. Yeah. Yes. And so that is is an issue we in in western hemisphere christianity we love the hype (laughs) and we love just having the opportunity to be like yes god made a way of course praise dance for crying out loud (laughs) bow down on your knees head first but the same way um that we praise the lord during those situations we need to also keep in mind that when he says no it's for a reason um and and being honest and transparent with you i had to learn this um, being behind the scenes. So I, I went to Olive and Azure University and there was a couple that imagine this young couple, they, they have a child um, and they were really struggling to have kids. And so we all were praying like, God, like, please, like, you know, because you, when you have a brother and sister in Christ yeah. and they're winning in a situation, I'm winning too. And, and that's, that's the best part about having brothers and sisters in fellowship. Yeah. Anywho. So they, um, we were really praying for them to have a child 
they had their child, and then a couple months later, the baby was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. And and mm. and I guys, I will never forget the way. Oh, I'm about to cry. They were in the in the first pew, and the pastors were praying over them, and I was bawling my eyes out because in a way I was mourning too. Like God, like you made a right. way. Why would this happen? And then I was thinking, like Lord, like you love us. You died. You, I mean, you sent your son to die on the cross for us. Like God, like what did we miss? What did yeah. we do wrong? And seeing the seeing the the helper and the leader, both of them together, praising the Lord, lifting their hands up, shouting like, hallelujah, blessed be the Lord. And we were singing the song, um, bless him some more. So, you know, you know how the song goes and it's very mm-hmm. hype song. Um, it's, it's a gospel song. Anywho, so, anywho, so, so we were singing the song and they were screaming, but not in pain. Yeah. They were screaming praise. And they're like, you know what, God, it's your way, your way, what you want, your will. Wow. And seeing how the wife was holding her husband's hand because he was weak to even lift his hand because he was crying so much. That, that's love. Yeah. That's love. So I, so for whoever this person is, when, when you base love on the affection that someone can give you, mm. is it really love or is it your ego being filled Ooh. and maybe that's that's a little bit too deep i got permission from pastor Brian to be real <laughs> but did. but but i don't want an ego seeker mate i don't mm-hmm. want someone to be in my sue's personal fan club and tell me you're pretty you're beautiful this and that oh <laughs> like i don't i don't i don't desire that i really mm-hmm. don't yeah. what i what i desire is and this can be heavy but i desire a man that can hold my hand when i can't lift my hands up yeah. because god forbid and I'm being honest, guys, it would break my, I can't wait to be a mom one day, but it will break my heart if my daughter or son, six months into, you know, his, his growth and development, he's diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. So do I want a foundation in marriage that is strong and equipped and, and really grounded in Christ, mm-hmm. like, like all 10 toes on the ground? <laughs> or do I want someone to just hype me up and be yeah. someone that, fills me up um to make me have a confidence boost yeah i think that's that's the question that we should be asking absolutely and there's a there's a danger in looking for somebody that makes you feel good Mm. uh, because what happens the moment that person isn't making you feel good yeah uh, that's when you throw away the relationship that's when you you create all these issues and dilemmas and it's you know my my wife's job in our relationship is not to make me feel good oh yeah it's um, good and the the faster you can come to terms with that i think the healthier you can build a, a true relationship that's yeah. good. where you're serving one another and your whole purpose is to lift them up mm-hmm. their whole purpose is to lift you up and yeah. man it, it can be a beautiful thing but man, yeah. it's it's hard yeah, yeah. all right um you kind of touched yeah. on something a little bit ago that that ties into our third question how do you handle good meaning church people who treat le- treat you like you were experiencing less than god's best because you are single. So those those church people that, that come mm. by and like, oh, he'll do it one day. <laughs> you know, oh, you'll find, you'll find, he's got someone for you. <laughs> and they're well-meaning, like they're trying to care for you, but yeah. it's kind of like, okay, yeah. I didn't ask you for advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cracks me uh. up. Tiff and I, we were actually talking about this yesterday. <laughs> um, we were having a side conversation and I told her, I was like, it's funny how <laughs> some people will come up to you and they'll be like, honey, 
it'll come it'll come <laughs> and and i know they're trying to encourage you yeah. um or i i think it was a couple mm-hmm. sundays ago i had no idea this guy was single and they were like honey he's single and i'm like i was not even looking at him <laughs> like, <laughs> like you were the one that's tempting me yeah. um have you had a situation like that here where you feel like just a comment that someone oh, says listen <laughs> It, it's hap- it happens all the time. Of some, yeah. I think people mean well, mm-hmm. but it's back centered around like marriage being. And, it, and yeah. some people know that it's a strong desire, you know, of mine. Right. But some people don't know. But I think they they care for you, mm-hmm. so they want to see you with someone. Yeah. Um. But it's just still not their business. So sometimes yeah. I'm just like, okay, you know, and I just not. But I think lately I'm just starting to kind of learn when it's getting too much to defend myself or like I'm not going to give you more detail, even though you're trying to mm. seek for more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so even saying yesterday in that message, like getting the opportunity to <laughs> share in front of our church, stop giving people prophetic words that they're getting Please, married. That was good. You. That was good. Yeah. Like stop doing it. Like let let the Lord lead you because yeah. it's too big of a um it's too big of a decision. Right. And so I want to say maybe ooh, four or five years ago, I remember I got seven prophetic words from oh. seven different people. <laughs> yeah. What? Which is, I mean, it's like, okay, God, yeah. they, none of them running in the same um, circles. Right. But it was still seven people from church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably from here, honestly. Um, and it's like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. God, there is clearly a, a an alignment because the words are the same. And it was a specific word, and it was called fairy tale. And mm. I knew when someone else would say, I'm like, it's coming. Like, I see, <laughs> you know, like a fairy tale that God is going to do these things, like mm. what you pray for. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I'm like, okay, seven times. Yeah. I remember I was dating someone at the time, like, I'm getting married, <laughs> and it's either you or somebody else. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, um, but that was... That was like 2017. So with those different things, it's just like people have like asked me, like, have you thought about freezing your eggs? It's just so invasive Mm -hmm. with no relationship. And so um, I think now I'm just at the place where I just start to kind of correct people Mm -hmm. um, or just give them no extra um, space when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it's starting to be too much. Yeah, no, I I get that. Uh, And it's funny because I'm sitting here listening. I I got married at, uh, I think we got engaged at 22. We got married at 23. Um, But like that process never ends. (laughs) So just brace yourself. So like right now it's the, you know, the dating thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you're going to start dating somebody and it's going to be the, when are y'all going to get married thing? Then it's going to be the, when are you guys going to have kids thing? (laughs) Then it's going to be complete random strangers walking up to you at Walmart saying, you know how you should really raise that child of yours. It's like, I don't even know you. Like, (laughs) no. Oh, my word. So like it, it never ends. Good person. You're redeemed. Brace yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you were unredeemed, you would have been like, excuse me. And like, I, ooh. I might have still been but, like that a little bit. Right. Um, but, <laughs> Those people need like hey, understanding yeah. like there is no relationship. Yeah. A- absolutely. Here. And I think, uh, man, it was, it was funny. I think it was like a Joyce Myers one where like somebody made a comment about something she was wearing and it being inappropriate. Oh, and she was just like, 
okay, my husband saw my outfit. He didn't have a problem with it. I have a board of elders that that Mm -hmm. check on me. They didn't have any issue with it. If God wanted to tell me that I was doing something inappropriate, Mm -hmm. don't you think he would have used any one of those people Mm -hmm. to tell me? So like, there's just, there's so many levels to this. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think they they are good meaning. And because they're good meaning, I give them a little bit of grace. Right. Uh, but I think that you do have to set those boundaries mm-hmm. where it's, you know, people people are pushing for more information because everybody wants the tea. Everybody wants the yes, gossip. Yeah. Everyone wants, you know, being on all the know and yeah, all that. Yeah, and so yeah. you just you just let people know, hey, you know, thanks. Mind thanks for asking. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yep. <laughs> yep. Stay in your lane. I like it. All right. Um, does this is getting a little bit more in the practical side. Does waiting on God for a spouse mean that I'm not supposed to go looking for one? Because I think we, we use this language a lot of mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just waiting on God to send me the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does is I don't know. Is, is there like a, is there truth to the idea that we should be waiting on God? Um, and does waiting mean passivity? Does that right. mean no action? What, what's your take on that? I, I, uh, I always do this. And forgive me. I will take a question and then I'll kind of reword the question. But in my head, the question is, when do you know you are ready to look? Okay. Because it, it nowhere in the Bible it says, no, be still and do not look for any other spouse. But if you know that your heart is not ready, you have to be ready to date. That's that's fact. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're bracing yourself to your horniness and due to your high hormones, wanting to meet someone to fulfill a sexual desire or even to fulfill an ego like we were talking about, that's a heart issue. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> If you are wanting to seek someone um, due to the pressure of like, oh, my gosh, I'm older. This is happening. Like, what am I going to do? That's also an issue. But if you're really hungering to meet someone based on the sole purpose of, okay, I've taken the time to meditate and to really, you could say, prepare myself for dating, Mm -hmm. then I I'm ready to look. So I think that's that should be like a a preface before the next question like we need to make sure that we have our hearts postured in the right place before even thinking of looking yeah i like that i think so saying the question i'm like it's it is kind of like this yeah so i was trying to like visually see and understand like what they were asking right so because everyone's self-awareness is different some people Mm -hmm. really do feel ready yeah Yeah, Um, yeah of course and then what's ready looks you could be ready, like yeah. always being like, I'm always getting ready Yeah. Um, <laughs> of, of what to date. But I think like um, if you have this desire, and this is why I think like having, we are meant to be in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not everybody is called to marriage, but we are called to have friends. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be able to have people around you to, to see um, these different things that you can grow in. Mm-hmm that you can make yourself available in the process. And so as you are just living life and we're always striving to be more like Christ and to just be better human beings, if you desire this, um, making yourself like available and not like hiding under a a rock. Mm -hmm. And so I think like I'm something I had to learn because I'm like, there's no other area in my life that I can see friends tell me that I act awkward in, but dating is the one. It's just one of those <laughs> Is that why spaces. you named your podcast The Awkward absolutely, Single Life? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's that one space. Yeah. And so 
with that because of maybe things that I've learned about like hide yourself in the word mm. or being nervous about rejection, which is one reason why people don't know what to do with what that stuff is. Yeah. You've hidden yourself so much that people don't even know you're available. Right. There are so many guys that think <laughs> I am ava- um that I am dating. And it's like, why what made you? Because made you think I that? just move around. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, hey, how you doing? You know, it's the just, way you carry yourself too. Yeah, yeah, and I just know how to. I don't know. <laughs> I work at a church too, so you want to make sure people aren't trying to like yeah. do too much, like at your job. <laughs> so um, you're, yeah. you're just talking to everyone, mm-hmm. and then can be oblivious. Yeah, but also like I wouldn't be going anywhere Mm -hmm. or just like just looking like in my church so those different things of like am I actually making myself available that doesn't even mean time like it may not even be time but that thing of like you're just waiting like I'm gonna keep making myself available to you God for whatever Mm. so it may not be time but I'm not gonna close my hands to it and that helps with that I hope in answering this question. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and like so Psalms says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. So uh there's a there's a finding that happens. Like it doesn't say, you know, the one who God sends to you has a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, like you you got to go out and you got to find somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I think that, you know, waiting on God would be uh very situational, very much if God is telling you Hey, don't. And and I've got that story. I know several other people yes. that have that story where it's like, so for me, I, I did I was a serial dater. Like I dated way too much. <laughs> um like it was bad. Yeah. Um and I I moved to Mexico for a year and I literally I like I, I had just gotten out of a relationship. <laughs> Moved to Mexico. Sue is Mexican and, if you and didn't like, know. <laughs> and I get, so is my wife. Uh, and so uh, I get to Mexico and I literally like one of the first days I was, I was journaling, praying, reading my Bible. And I was just like, God, I, I've, I've been distracted way too much. Mm. And so I'm, I'm giving you this year. I'm yeah. not, I'm not looking anymore. I'm just, I'm pulling away. And I think two months later, Sol and I started dating. Um, and so it was, Ooh, but it was one of those, those <laughs> but it, it was literally, it was one of those where when I stopped <laughs> trying to pursue yeah, something, yeah. God handed me the thing. Right. And so like it, it, it makes this question hard to answer because it is very situational. It, it yes. really uh, is. I think yeah. that in general, cause I've also talked with people, they're like, they're super upset cause they are single and they don't mm-hmm. want to be. And so I just asked them, well, what have you been doing? And they're like, <laughs> nothing <laughs> like, yeah okay it's like if if i complain about being overweight but i'm not going to the gym uh, maybe i should that's, do yeah, something about the yeah. part of my life i don't like i don't yeah. know it's just so it, it's it's a really hard question to answer just blankly because yeah. it's very situational i think that in general waiting on god is not supposed to be passive yeah. it is a time where you are working on yourself you're mm, working on uh pursuing him doing the things you're supposed to do. Uh, But if you really want to be with somebody, then if God hasn't told you not to, go go get on one of the dating apps and go to your local church looking for somebody and, (laughs) you know, do do whatever you got to do. All right. We're all over the place with that question. Uh, (laughs) Number five, five, uh, very interested in your guys' take on this one. Is it okay to rekindle a relationship with an ex and under what conditions? Oh, my word. I think the full question, because we had to condense it, but I think the full version person said that, you know, it's been like 10 years since they dated, they've remained Mm -hmm. friends and now they're kind of looking at each other like, should we start this thing up again? Uh, what do you what do you think? Dating an ex? Yes, no. 
maybe <laughs> my, sometimes. My, uh, okay, every, I have to preface, right? Every situation is different. Yeah. Every <laughs> single situation is different. Yeah, we usually say uh, you should not be getting any kind of advice from a podcast because we're not. <laughs> <Please> <laughs> don't. We're talking to each other. Yeah. You're not here. We don't know yeah. your history, your background, your story. Um, yeah. I 100% agree with that. Hey, thank, thank you for supporting me, Pastor. But honestly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure our communications director is going to be like, don't say that. We want people to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Um, But seriously, like use this as like, okay, let me go talk with somebody about this thing that I heard. Right. Just take it and run with it. That's good. I I was going to say due to my, my personal experience, God will not deliver you from the very Egypt that had your spiritual life on life support. Mm. And when he delivers you from that, send you right back to that, that place of like, dryness and hurt and sleepless nights guys i sleep so much better now like (laughs) post two years after like um you you can see changes if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like your mind is rewired like when you when you pray like lord like search my heart like what did i do wrong because it takes two people to tango Mm -hmm. absolutely so it's not always the guy's fault or i mean in my case it's not always whoever's fault it was it's it's two people yeah so you really think like lord thank you for delivering me but even when you are in Egypt and then you go into the desert of healing, that's hard. And when you're finally in the promised land, you want to go back to Egypt? Like, and <laughs> maybe it's it's unlogical for some people. Um, I mean, the Israelites did. Yeah. They're, they're like, sometimes it was better in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least we had food. But you can't, I, I, I really want to encourage whoever wrote this question, you cannot forget... Um, all the situations don't yeah. romanticize and hyper focus on the nice things that happened and oh my gosh he's fine or whatever the, the situation may be yeah. in my case it, it took me i think my first year of singleness was really hard um because you have so many voices and dms and people being like hey i heard this i heard that and then the second year is when i i don't have social media right now so i deleted everything not because I don't know, I want to just make a statement, but it was really because I want to make sure that I'm grounded all 10 toes Mm -hmm. and that I'm preparing myself for dating before even going back on social media Mm -hmm. so that the comments and validation or even a DM from anyone won't shake me, but will make me, I want to be wise enough to see a fruit and to see if it's bruised before biting off of it. So I need to be I need to I need to check myself and make sure that I I'm equipped enough and to know how to use my sort of truth. So for this person, are you if after 10 years of being friends, that's great. Hallelujah. Not a lot. <laughs> that's awesome. But after 10 years of being friends, are you grounded in Christ? And can you see that he has been reaping also benefits of being grounded in Christ? And have you guys both talked of what was former yeah. to address that that won't happen in in current season. Yeah. So I think that that is very important. Um, the Lord can work in miraculous ways. I mean, he can resuscitate someone from the dead in three days. So I don't think that it takes hard, <laughs> hard, hard. I mean, it, it shouldn't be super life changing to know that. It, I mean, God can work in your life and it could be a year, two years, three years. Who knows? But yeah. if you can see healing on both sides and starting this new relationship again, it won't, you can't base your past as a foundation. It has yeah. to be started from the beginning again. Yeah. 
No, I think I think there's some some great truth in that. I, I think the reality is I've seen it both work and fail miserably mm-hmm. when two people that had dated yeah. it failed it fell apart, it failed, and then they had some time and they went back to it. I've seen people yeah. end up yeah. with amazing relationships doing that. Right. And I've seen some people go, Oh, that was uh, the worst mistake of my life. I it was <laughs> it was like I I just did something stupid yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so I think you very much, uh, you have to look at what caused the relationship to fail originally. Right. And has that changed? Mm-hmm. Because if if it hasn't, then you're going to get the same results. Yeah, so, that's good. Because it's not like they just up and came back in 10 years. You guys have been friends for 10 years. Right. Yeah. So you have, you can, you can have some like history and some receipts of growth of each other. Right. If yeah. you're friends to know. Yeah, I like has, have I changed? Has yeah. he changed to even? Yeah. Yeah. Are we in a better place now than we were there yeah, then? And, so and can we can we reconnect? So yeah. I think it's definitely possible. I think I would just I would I would awesome. use that as like a lot of yellow flags, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like and you have like to tell proceed people. with caution. Yeah. Like I, I would strongly suggest this that whoever wrote this, you have to tell um, don't hide the relationship. But you have to tell people like that's when right. you should talk more mm-hmm. and be like, hey, whoever is your Peter, James and John, which are like the three closest people that you have in your life. It could be anyone I mean, your best friend, your pastor, whoever it may be. You have to let them know so that yep. they can also keep you accountable. Like, are you sure he did X, Y, Z in the past? Like you have to. Right. They will know the rawness of what yeah. happened before and after. Yeah, because feelings can blind us. Mm, you know, that's good. Love, love makes you do some stupid things. Yeah. Uh, and so you just got to be cautious. Mm-hmm. All right. Number six, we're going to kind of get into some general dating advice. Okay. Uh, so put on your dating expert hats. Uh, mm, such a great dater. Question number, <laughs> number six. Uh, what would you describe as the steps or stages or phases of dating successfully? So what, is, what does dating successfully look like? Come on, Tiff. I can see you processing. I am processing. Like you're processing. So talk right now. And you're processing. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Talk out loud as you're processing. <laughs> um, I think what at least it seems to be healthy mm-hmm. is um, like getting to know someone. So not everyone gets to observe someone's life. Some like the question you asked yesterday about physical attraction and stuff. That was based off of knowing people. But we're talking about someone off the street. All you're going off of is physical. That's what you see. Like, oh, this person, you know, they seem charming or nice or whatever. But um, getting to know someone just helps um, in making, say, like a decision. If, like, I want to get to know, say, more of them. Mm -hmm. From there, like, am I interested are we both interested together? Right. Okay, let's see where this goes mm-hmm. um, of interest. Um, being clear, even in interest, like that this is my goal in dating. Mm-hmm. Now, no pressure to you. I'm not saying that we are husband and wife, mm-hmm. but this is my goal in dating. And so yeah. as we're getting to know each other, it's not a casual situation to me. Yeah, Some people could think differently than that, but it's, I just, as a Christian, I... I'm like, if I could just be clear in my path of what my goal is, mm. um, yeah. somebody is not afraid of that. That's but I've also let them know that is not pressure to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if things don't work out, it's okay. Yeah. And so we're getting to know each other. We are dating, which to me is different than going on dates. <laughs> so yeah. if, if somebody wants to take you out on a date on Monday 
and okay and then the next day someone I, I think it's just different but that's yeah. something else <laughs> okay. no um, I'm, I'm with you on that okay. one I, that it, was, it's, it's a little yeah. different yeah. but um getting to know us okay let's bring in some people right of this like it's we're getting to know each other and I and now we're getting to a place that we want to be mm -hmm. exclusive we both have a clear understanding of what our goal is mm -hmm. um, we both want to pursue marriage now we are in a relationship because we want to pursue marriage of if, if marriage like is our mm -hmm. is our thing engagement marriage and that would be the the way to me to successfully say the date it yeah. may not make it to engagement it may mm -hmm. not make it to serious but you've gotten a chance to know someone yeah. Right. Um, you they know what your thing is and you know what mm -hmm. there's to continue to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the what what's so vital um is there needs to be a window of time where it is I'm trying to find the right language for it. Um it is data gathering season. Mm -hmm. Right. Like so like you are trying to get as much information about this person as possible to see yeah. about compatibility and all of that. Yeah. Um the, the, the problem we run into is when people just jump on the compatibility from a physical standpoint. It's like, yeah. mm. she's beautiful, he's hot, so we're a great <laughs> combination, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, but what yeah. really has to happen is the compatibility question needs to be asked before you get into some of the more serious right. parts of the relationship. Right. And so I think, and this is just kind of my personal opinion, I think that um, friends first make better boyfriend and girlfriend down oh, the road 100 so agree. so there needs to be a there's i, I want to say no commitment but I, I sometimes that becomes a dangerous phrase uh in today's <laughs> yeah. society where it's like no commitment means i can just go do some crazy stupid yeah, stuff right and that's not what i mean by it but i mean that we haven't gotten into a conversation of hey i want to i want to marry you one day maybe mm -hmm. uh so let's figure this out no let's just be friends because mm -hmm. if if i am attracted to you physically that's easy to tell right away. Right. Right. But how well do we match intellectually? How well do we match emotionally? Mm -hmm. Does does my humor and their humor, do we fit? Like, is this a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing? And so like you have to yeah. enter into that relationship with, uh, I don't know, data gathering in mind. Yeah. It's, it's a really unsexy way to, to put it, but yeah. it's the reality, like you are gathering data. Right. Like right. What, it, what is this person like on their worst day? What is this person mm, like on their best good. day? What is this person like uh, around their friends? What is this person like around their family? Mm -hmm. uh, because all of that is important data. It's important information that you're going to then mm -hmm. filter through, okay, with my stuff and their stuff, does this thing work? Yeah. And if, if you don't have that season, sometimes we end up skipping over that and just go straight into dating and right. then the dating just kind of progress, especially in the Christian world. It's like you go yeah. on one date and now, you know, you're totally getting married in, in <laughs> six months. Like, yeah. so like sometimes you gotta slow down, yeah. be friends for a bit, gather that data, figure out who you are, who right. they are, yeah. does this thing work? And so like, that's the process my wife and I, uh, we went on. So uh, we were in a program together. Mm -hmm. We already knew a ton about each other, yeah. but literally we went out one night. Um, I guess you could call it a date. We okay. didn't view it as a date at the time. <laughs> it was literally like we had been doing uh, some kind of program uh, at the church yeah. all day. Neither of us ate. And so it was oh. like the end of the day and I didn't speak Spanish very well. So like when I wanted to eat those first few months, like oh, I needed no. somebody to go with me. Yeah. Uh, so you just had and to so some. we just had to go get tacos <laughs> together. And so, and but at that yeah. point I already had a physical attraction to her. 
Uh, but That's sitting the show, there yeah. eating tacos, uh, I started asking some real, real fact-finding questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, could you ever see yourself moving to the U.S.? You know, how do you feel about ministry? What do you, you know, what are your goals for the future? Yeah. And it was like, because yes, I'm attracted to her, but if we don't match, if we mm -hmm. don't have compatibility in these other areas, mm -hmm. we're in trouble. And yeah. uh, I don't know, somebody's going to feel like I'm less of a pastor for this, but the moment I realized I could pursue this, was when I found out that her favorite TV show was The Simpsons, <laughs> uh, because my favorite TV that show was The very Simpsons. Pastoral. Very pastoral, <laughs> but it was it was in that moment that it was yeah. like I put a high value on somebody that I can enjoy time with, that I can right, I could right, laugh right, right. with, mm -hmm. and so she threw out a random Simpsons quote, and I got it immediately, and it was just like the sparks flew from that moment. Like, Thank you, yes, Mark. yes, she wants to preach and she wants to be in ministry right. and she loves Jesus, but. It was the Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons did it. That's so yeah. cute. I no, love that. Good. And I think it's something good about when talking about friendship that someone knows I'm getting to know you. I'm not friend zoning you though. Right. Yeah. So yeah. because that's the different thing of I'm not trying to friend zone you and make you bro or make you sis, but can we yeah. just get to know yep. each other to give some yeah. sugarity that like I understand that you're yeah. attracted and you you know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And I love what you said about, you know, letting the other person know just because my goal for dating is marriage doesn't mean I'm expecting to marry you. Right. Uh, like we're still figuring this yeah, thing yeah, out. Yeah. And but what I would I would caution people is and this is this is the hard thing when you know they're not. Right. Mm -hmm. Get out of there. Like, don't don't prolong it. Yeah. I, I think too many people stay in relationships that they know are going nowhere mm. because the idea of being in the relationship that's going nowhere sounds better than being in no relationship. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and they just entertain it. Yeah, it's just, it's just a yeah. dangerous place. That's how people get hurt. Uh, I, I went on don't a, do it. I'll go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I strongly believe in courting. Okay. Some people don't. Like, and I, that's okay. De define yeah, courting. Could define courting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Courting to me happens it's right in between dating so you have dating courting marriage okay that's i maybe that's a latin american thing maybe no. a lot of latin american churches maybe so they stress it also courting yeah go ahead no you're good yeah oh to tell me other, no please other churches no, uh, no no i've heard courting before. oh okay good so i know it's not just like a um maybe a latin culture it may yeah. be like heavy in this but if you could explain i yeah. would love to hear yeah no you're good so friendship is friendship Mm -hmm. Like, I I may see someone and be attracted to them, but I'm gonna definitely friend zone them. Like they are friends. Like I'm not gonna say anything. Um, and then the way I I was taught by my former church is then when you date, that's it's a little bit different. Like you you're going on dates. It's no commitment. Like you're really getting to know this person, mm -hmm. and you're letting them know like what you mentioned. Like yeah, you're going to want to date to marry it might not be you but i'm kind of yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna kind of scout we're out we're gonna try and figure that and we're out we're gonna try to figure this out together and if not we're gonna be cool because we're not we're, we're just going we're just gonna hang out but yeah. specifically for the purpose of recruiting information which yeah. sounds really nerdy right now oh super nerdy <laughs> we're gonna recruit information we should have this conversation this with carlton he'd be so gung-ho yes. <laughs> getting data yeah so anywho yeah you just collect the data of the person and then when it's like real like you're like okay, yeah. The data has been has been entered. Um, according to my analysis, you seem like you could be yeah. a good candidate. Let's court, and yeah. so then that's when you would pull in like your pastors or like your friends or like my. I would call my best friend. She'd be with me through the whole process, um, kind of walking through me, and then I would be like, hey, you know, after really thinking about it and seeing all this data, 
let's do this. Like, let's date. And so that that's when it becomes official. Like, we are officially, exclusively boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, and then that's when the questions do arise of, like, okay, do we want to, like, talk to me? Like, what is your time frame? Like, how how would you like to potentially do premarital counseling like and all of obviously you'll have the questions like the basic questions when you're going on dates like what are your goals do you want to move to the u.s do you not want to go to the u you know to the u.s what is um what is your perspective on cheating um what to you is emotional infidelity like all of those questions that those are kind of deep um yeah. do you want to have kids do you not want to have kids like uh, some of these questions have to be said even before i consider you yeah. to be official <laughs> boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend because if it is official and I introduce you to my family, that's not a joke. Like in my culture, the day I bring a guy to my home, you're married. Like in their <laughs> eyes, you're married. And so I really wanna be careful um, to not let my emotions drive me into saying, oh my gosh, let's do premarital counseling. Like, let's see if this is really real. I wanna have a lot of those questions preset yeah. when it comes to dating. Yeah, I think I think the, you know, your, your phrasing for courting, I think other people would just call like seriously dating. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, you go from that talking stage to like, no, this is this is like, like exclusive, real, real. Yeah. serious dating. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that makes sense. All right. How can Christian singles express interest and pursue potential partners? This is question seven. And then there's kind of a, so we actually had question one, two, three, and four on Ooh. here. We're, we're all tied into this, but yeah. one kind of spin off to this question. So the question is how can Christian singles express interest and pursue potential partners? But one of the spinoffs of this question was, it seems like the culture's way of getting noticed is by dressing immodestly. And mm. I, I would assume this is more on the female side. Mm -hmm. uh, as a Christian, how can I make myself noticeable to the opposite sex without compromising myself in that way? So as a, as a Christian, how do you gain the attention yeah. of the boys out there? You wanna tackle this one? You can go first. <laughs> You're like, you said like, oh, I can't wait to get to this question. So you go right on ahead, sis. What, I think we need to think of the of the root of the question what type of men do you want to attract yeah because you can get attention easily but what type of men do you want to attract and and that's that's key here if i were a super low v neckline and the tightest jeans on earth um trying to purposely do it in order to get attention maybe you won't get attention like maybe it's a heart issue yeah. you know sometimes for certain women it, it it fulfills you to know that you are at least putting yourself out there when maybe you won't be receiving the right men that you would want yeah. to be looking at you. So we need to we need to check our hearts and say, okay, God, am I the am I the woman that a man would want? Um or the man that I'm seeking would want. Yeah. So if am I am I what I am demanding? Yeah. So for instance, if I want a, a man who is pure and who loves the Lord and please play some basketball or some sports. I love sports. So any of that, like, okay, am I being that or am I trying to build a man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, we're not doing build a bear here. Like you, you, you <laughs> sounds kind of tough, but you really got to make sure that you aren't creating scenarios in your head of what you would expect. Um, but also not going with, with, with what the world says and, yeah. and the culture says of, you know, if you show, excuse me for my language, but if you show like your your titties out and you and you you know provoke yourself as much as you can that you are kind of ganging the respect of men and easily having something yeah. and so not everything that is fast is good for you um because then you can't missionary date <laughs> like if you really want a man that loves the lord 
and you're just seeking the hunger of a man of a physical man but not really reaping the benefits of what is having a god christ-centered man then you're kind of defeating the whole purpose of wanting to have a dating relationship anyway yeah Mm -hmm. um so i we really got to be careful when it comes to modesty like and this is another avenue that i take this question at some women have never been taught what it is like to be modest and what the worst is about modesty and i want to really touch on this real quick a lot of women based on the churches that you were from previously so i used to come from a really you could say like legalistic like mega legalistic church so you would have to wear like skirts and and it's just different um so when you wear jeans for the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm that girl now. So I'm like, I, I am her now. <laughs> but we have to remember that there is a balance between modesty and fashion, but also you could say flat out provoking and, and yeah. having the, the wrong intention. Um, and so if you are kind of in, in that spectrum of like, oh, okay, I, I want more attention, so I'm going to show more cleavage or more of my whatever you have, you need to be careful that you're not lying to yourself saying that it is fashion when deep down you just want the tension. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, it's it's kind of a long shot. It's it's a, it's a, it's a very real conversation, a very deep, uh, thought process, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, to kind of man this one up a little bit, uh, the reality is you, uh, you attract or you catch what you use as bait. So like Mm -hmm. whatever you're using as bait, that is going to attract a certain type of thing. So like when I go fishing with my grandpa, depending on what kind of fish we wanted to catch, uh, we would use a different bait. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're out there and you're using your physical body as the bait, you're going to get guys that are only considering or only interested in the physical body. And so you you get what you you put out there. And so there's there's a lot of danger in that. Yeah, I think um, also in, in both the things that you guys were saying from different even like male friends that I've heard um it's like you almost have to learn over and over again and be like 10 toes down and believing that like if a guy really wants to be married then there's like a certain look like it um they may they may be cool with a girl that may be like wears low V's all the time or, you know, mm-hmm. her half of her butts out. Yeah. Um, and, and cool as seen, but that's not really who they're trying to marry. Mm-hmm. And so like if you anytime they're looking for a spouse, like I've just never heard right. a Christian guy. Some people outside of that like um may see that, but they are looking even deeper into like, no, there's something different in them and it yeah. so happens yeah, to yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah. But um when it comes to like Christian men, like they when they're looking to marry, um, you just have to believe in your soul that you standing out, that -hmm. like that's gonna be the difference. Mm -hmm. And if they're not mature yet to see that, then unfortunately, um, it is unfortunate, then like they're just gonna have to, you're gonna have to take a pass, um, say on them, because it's different. So I do think that God created men and women's bodies differently for a reason. For sure. For whatever reason, he has made men attracted to women's breasts. It says it in <laughs> Solomon. You know, it, as you know, a guy, I can he, attest. Like, yeah. There's a reason yeah. that he's done that. And so is a man going to be naturally attracted to your body? Yes. Yeah. So wearing something form fitting is not the same as I'm going to wear something that shows like everything because i want you to see everything you know in this um but that some men are 
even more visual, um, i.e. women are also visual. Um, just side note. But I, I think uh, there, if you trust and know, mm-hmm. like, even um, I, when I was in college, I would always notice, like, man, how come the girls that always, like, um, are, like, a cool way like, having sex, man, they're getting taken out, like, Left in nice right. places, yeah, yeah. like, my friend, I'm like, bro, you took her on a helicopter, on a, <laughs> and I can't even get Subway, you know. But it's a, but they are also like, well, yeah, because all of that came comes with the end goal. They're getting you know? what they paid for, right? Like even, and that ranges from money to whatever. Um, but yeah. that's just where they were. They weren't, but they weren't looking to get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. But if someone is ready to be married, there's just a different kind of mindset that they're in some people a friend was like oh i just love when a a woman has a long skirt on and you see those ankles he was he grew up kojic and i was cracking (laughs) up like that he's like it just does something to me my god (laughs) hilarious every person is so different (laughs) collarbones elbows like all these different things but really want us knowing in our heart and then being encouraged to that person like just know to be different. If you like style, you like fashion, right. go for it. And then just being mindful yeah. of your of your body parts, but also not feeling like, because I have these body parts, right. let me make sure that they are not seen at all. Wear a white t-shirt right. and but God gave <laughs> show you it that. all out. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I, those different things. Yeah. So that's that's all I have to say about the... Yeah. And I, I we need to preface, though. It is so important for... This not to get in in the wrong context. Women should look good. <laughs> Please do your makeup. Please look good. Wear wear some, some cute perfume, jeans. Wear, yeah, you know, of course, do do everything wear, you got to do. A good bra. Uh, you know, Please, what I'm like, push up too. It has to be. Brent is like. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm in the so wrong awkward. conversation right now. This is, this is fantastic. Should, you know, yeah. keep up your. Don't be sloppy. You know, let, let's keep yeah. ourselves together. Thread you know? the eyebrows. You what you say? I said thread the eyebrows. Oh, I, I, for a I woman. do threading. Yeah. I was like, oh, a guy. Oh thread no, no, no. The guys no. are doing that. But for guys too, cut your hair, guys. Like cut when it gets hair. too long on the sides. <laughs> you you keep. I'm up, already married. Keep so. up. <laughs> but anywho, all all of those things. Yeah. Yes, that is that is a hundred percent Bible. Like, look good feel good mm-hmm. but don't wear a white tank top without a bra like like you there there are come on like there's mm-hmm. some things are common sense um uh, and that those are the things that i'm alluding to like mm-hmm. if you really want to do that and be like oh my gosh what are you talking about and you're like girl please <laughs> did you not see yourself in the mirror so just <laughs> so just those things like okay what are you trying to attract that's yeah. mm-hmm. we got a preface yeah. don't don't come to church on sunday looking all humpty dumpty like Please stress that. Look good. <laughs> so there's a balance to this yes, thing. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so I, I think we did a great job of expressing the don't use sex as the, mm-hmm. the draw. Right, right. But how can you, what, what are some ways as a Christian that you can attract mm-hmm. the opposite? Like, do you need to just walk around with your Bible out and, <laughs> you know, reading? Like, what yeah. what, do you, what can you do as a Christian? Uh, You're you know. making us look like... <laughs> saints <laughs> no I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just asking the question you know like yeah. so because this person is like look I, I don't want to do the thing that yeah, the world's doing yeah, that's good. I see the success in what the world's doing right. and I would like to be successful exactly. in dating mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't want to do that but what can I do right. to right, still right, right, be right. successful so how, how do you gain attention of the opposite sex mm-hmm. 
I can only speak mm-hmm. from my own personal experience right now is that um, so a couple of things. So I, I've always like been into fashion and like how I'm going to go out the house. Um, mm-hmm. But also it's, it sounds really minimal. Yeah. But one thing I realized I did not do is I only did like um, facial shots on Instagram. And so, like, nobody <laughs> knew. They only knew me, like, neck, neck up. up. <laughs> and so, um, like, how come you never, like, show your whole self, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. But I I, kn- I knew what it was. I just didn't – I didn't want to show my body. Mm. But not, like, in a, like, sexual – like, I'm trying to be, like, yeah. a, um, only fans. But I just right. – I was insecure about, like, oh, my curves – so mm. I don't want to show it at all. No. But just being able to fully be confident, yeah. I think being confident in your own body when you mm-hmm. show up yeah. um, really helps. Like, like the energy that you put out, like people can feel that, that right. confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and bringing that confidence of who you are, um, like we mentioned, like yeah. if you're trying to stand out um, from a crowd, like I just mm-hmm. – I just have learned I do not waver if something is casual or not. I'm going to – if if I want to dress up, Period. then I'm going to dress up. Period. And guess what? You're going to stand out mm-hmm. if you <laughs> are um, um, are doing those things. Like, yeah. don't be quiet. Share your opinion on different things. Mm-hmm. Um, learn some more stuff so that you can contribute to, like, a conversation. If it's, like, if you – you said you like sports. Love. I, I would love to like sports. I could sit down and watch basketball. Ooh, LSU um, all the way. <laughs> but, like, okay, if I like athletes, yeah. then maybe I should maybe learn, like, listen to some, watch some more games, mm-hmm. um, what, whatever. But how to make myself more seen right. is, like, I'm going to publicly show, like, it, I could leave out of this church as soon as service ends, if I if I wanted to, but like linger around. Like if you're at your church, linger around, mm-hmm. talk to some people, like get to know uh, more people. Like if you're interested in someone, linger around, like see who they like <laughs> hang out with. Um, I, not as a stalker, not, not like stalker. not creepy guy in the background, but like yeah, you know, like hey, how you doing? To, you, they yeah. may not even know you exist, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, because. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like hiding yourself. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think this Good. is great. I think uh, so. I, my advice this is for male or female like, confidence is attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if, if you can just demonstrate confidence, walk up to somebody and start a conversation, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I'm so lucky that uh, I'm already married because I'm <laughs> such a quiet, introverted person. Like, I would yeah. struggle so much. But yeah. the reality is, confidence is attractive. Yeah. And so, uh, you, you need to just be upfront, talk to somebody. If mm-hmm. you find somebody attractive, go start up a conversation, ask their name, if nothing else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the tried and true for guys in the church world is carry lots of chairs. Um, that's that's <laughs> always been the trick uh, for guys. You can being, stack the most yeah, chairs if you could, and if carry you them. Stack, uh, you know, if you could carry like three chairs in each arm, you were pretty good. If you could I, carry I grew four up churchy, chairs and that's true. Both, it's absolutely true. <laughs> this this is no like, joke oh, right strong. now. Like this was, <laughs> <He's cute. laughs> this, this was the thing, man. You, you just, can lift the pew. You can lift this, the, this is how you impressed. <laughs> this is how you impressed church girls in my day wow. is you yeah. would carry the biggest stack of chairs and then they would go, ooh. 
He loves Girl, Jesus. We were not that far apart in age. <laughs> I grew up in church. Come on too. now, you didn't and see that. I was that? totally a church girl, but maybe <laughs> really, I just you were at the I wrong church. The, apparently, I don't know the, the chairs. It was always when they would stack the chairs, yeah. and the guy would he he wasn't especially the folding it. chairs. If you can get the folding oh, chairs, yeah. oh yeah, come on now, all of that, come on now. That was and then <laughs> Sue is like. <laughs> At least 10 years younger. What is wrong with me? Like, Where did you grow up, Tiffany? I've been Look, in church if, if you're listening to this on a social media platform, let us know in the comments, uh, you know, the, the chair stacking thing. Is That's that so real. Is that a Brenton Sue thing? Is That's Tiffany so just grew up in the wrong church? Come on, I feel like that's a legit, oh, yeah. legit moment, mm-hmm. the carrying the chairs. All right. So I think I think that was some, some good ways. Um, I think... Man, one of the things I was first uh, attracted to my wife about was uh, her smile, her laugh, mm-hmm. um, but also just kind of the way that she served and cared for people. Like mm-hmm. that, you you pay attention to those things, and so mm-hmm. I, I think for for people that are are like I want to find a, a mate at church, right? So they just go to church and kind of look around. Mm. I think you're missing it. I, I think you need to get involved in a team. Like, I think right. when you start serving mm-hmm. and you're around other people that are serving, that's mm-hmm. that's when, like, that relationship actually can yeah. can blossom. So that's just kind of my tips. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but our next question is tips for men who struggle with confidence around women but mm-hmm. still want a partner. So I just got done telling you how you need confidence. So yeah. what do you – you know, I know this is a tips for men, but as mm-hmm. as females, like, what, what are the things that, I don't yeah. know, you would advise – I, I really, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I love like when men are authentic and really honest. Like if a man were to come up to me and be like, hey, like I'm really nervous to talk to you right now, but it's worth a shot. Yes. What's your name? Like that, yes. my heart melts. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to. <laughs> like, that's so kind of you. So mm-hmm. I think the authenticity, the macho or macho guy, you know, in, the, in my culture, it's like that. Like, you see this fine, tall, bulky, 6'2 Mexican man being like, hey, shorty, want me to go get you something shorty. to eat? Like, six all foot of two that, Mexican man? How many? What, like, what part so, of Mexico did you grow up in? In, in Mexico City? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And and in, in Spanish, you wouldn't say shorty. Like, in Spanish, you'd be like, oh, there's a, there's some slang that it's not podcast appropriate. But there oh. <laughs> but Shorty? They, like, shouty? No, like, like okay. it's it would translate in English. You would translate it shorty. Like oh, okay. in Spanish, I think the culture, like the we would all yeah, understand. Spanish culture, like, there's there's a little bit more directness in nicknaming mm-hmm. like, conventions. Yeah, people would be like, "Hey, mommy," or like, mm-hmm. um, "There's some other ones that you're like, ooh, <laughs> if you said that in the United States, you would get a punch to the face. Like that's so inappropriate." <laughs> but in in other cultures, it's like flattering. Like, mm-hmm. "Hey, beautiful eyes." Hey, curvy woman. Like you're like. Oh, Thank you. And mm-hmm. some girls are flattered by that. Do not. <laughs> Especially here, if you want to find a great girl um, that loves the Lord, it, it, it could be taken the wrong way easily if you were to first compliment her physical appearance of like, hey, mommy, yeah. you look good today. Like, back away from me. Like, I think a girl <laughs> would go running. So definitely um, just being aware that if if men want to approach a woman it's not always the confidence that the world can tell you to be confident in that you know to to approach a woman like if you have this leadership and authority over her but it be honest i think that really authentically is is what mm-hmm. can help men just have a better com- conversation and communication flowing with a girl yeah 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 if you could just be direct mm. and just come up out of the the 
confusion of like I'm not sure mm-hmm. but I think just is men have just become more nervous of of that and it's like really like women just want you to just be direct yeah. and I'm sorry that like as Christian women yeah. um, we have not always been as supportive mm-hmm. in um, interest and non-interest mm-hmm. that could make someone like well I'm not about to come up to them because they totally like disrespected or or played me but right. um, I'm sorry um, that that has happened to you but I can tell you like you are way more appreciated when someone knows, like, hey, my name is this, yeah. and I would like to get to know you. Like, that, for me, is just, at this point, just say it. Just like you said, even if you're nervous, mm-hmm. like, nervous and all, I just figured that I would give it a shot yeah. and just say, I want to get to know so you. That's so cute. That's so heartwarming. <laughs> and, and I get it. Like, <laughs> nobody so nobody likes rejection. And so for, no, yeah. for a guy to just come out and say, hey, I find you attractive, I'd love right. to to get to know you like the fear is that you're going to be like <laughs> no. You? no thank you <laughs> yeah. um but i think it, yeah you, you have to take that risk um, yeah. and if you don't take that risk then you end up you know asking questions like you know i'm 40 and i'm still single i don't know what's wrong yeah. with me and we're way more oblivious than you think yeah oh for sure and i know like i say if you women if you could just give a little Oh yeah, this one absolutely like, works both ways. Yeah, we we don't give enough, so man. they don't know either. Really? Um, but yeah, yeah, like I I wasn't sure that my wife found me attractive. Like I I was very direct with her, mm-hmm. and uh, she gave me the let's just be friends speech for about an hour, <laughs> and then after an hour of her giving me the let's Aww. just be friends speech, it became the uh, there might be something here. Let's try this. And I, it was the most confusing, confusing whiplash she ever. She literally yeah. had to like convince herself <laughs> yeah. while talking to me yeah. That, that, yeah, no, actually, I think I do like this guy. Yeah. Uh, but it, man, that was like an excruciating first hour. And then it was a great second hour of Aww. the conversation. And then we started dating. But mm-hmm. like, That's the, really cute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely works both ways. Be direct, be honest. You know, if, yeah. if you find them attractive, let them know. And, and look, mm-hmm. it, if it's awkward, it's awkward. Yeah. It, will it ruin a friendship? I don't think it has to. I don't think it does. It I think the reality is you can be friends with people that you find attractive, even if you know this this isn't going to turn into a relationship. Because mm-hmm. right. look, everybody, somebody walks in the room, you're immediately thinking attractive or not attractive yeah. with mm-hmm. every single person. So every yeah. one of your friends is already, already looking know. at you either yeah. attractive or unattractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, don't let that be the thing that, that scares right. you off. Right. The biggest thing is just fighting the rejection part. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the part that is yeah. both ways. The hard thing is that yeah. that rejection thing of if they say no or even if they if they say no and we're in the same community, mm-hmm. now how I'm now being stigma, which is still a source of rejection. Yeah. So What was that uh at the movies uh uh sermon PJ did years ago? It was uh We Bought a Zoo. It was like the 8 seconds of insane courage or something like that. Uh, where you just gotta just get out there and it just, just takes eight eight seconds to just walk up to somebody and During say the thirty Hi. seconds on Sunday, man, coming come out on, of our huh? relationship series yeah. in the next thirty seconds. If there's someone that you have a crush on, oh, <laughs> my you're word. single, <laughs> don't let them know. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. No, <laughs> it would be awful. We're turning, I would, we're turning the thirty second into speed dating. Just <laughs> oh, keep no. We're gonna move on. Uh, question number nine. <laughs> question number nine for you is any advice for teen dating? Mm. Def- okay, can we define the teen dating? Is that like eighteen and 
teenagers. 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 Okay, so, teenagers. So anything from 13 through uh, 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I think the same thing goes for everyone when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, I, I strongly believe there shouldn't be a shift when it comes to, depending on your age. Yeah. Um, like I said, Sunday, you can be a fool even if you're 41, 45, 80, 60, 90. Like, like really... If wisdom is wisdom, regardless, yep. um, I get, you know, some, some people they are 16, 17, 18, and they meet the love of their lives during that time. And that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. But the same rules apply. Covenant is covenant. Yeah. So covenant benefits, covenant benefits. Uh, what you do in that relationship should not change at all when you get older or if you are younger. So that, yeah. that, that is my answer. I think it's yeah. really important to have both parties both categories applying to the same rules yeah yeah yeah. if we define you know dating is it's it's fact finding mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's it's yeah. you're gathering data then sure at 13 you can absolutely already be gathering data for mm-hmm. look the the likelihood of the person you start dating at 13 right being the person you marry slim to none mm-hmm. like point point <laughs> zero zero one yeah. percent of the population yeah. have that story um, so you need to be really slow with the I love you mm-hmm. uh, phrasing because yeah. you're 13. You don't even understand what love is. Right. So you can't be using it yet. Right. Um, and for anybody that's 13 listening to this, I love you, but you don't know. <laughs> you, you're too young. It's, no. you, you need. I know 30 year olds that don't understand what love is. So right. it's not a knock against you. It just it takes time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So just take things slow. Don't jump into like some crazy like we're going to get married after high school. No, you're not like (laughs) you're not. It's just not (laughs) happening. Um, And if it does, that's awesome for you. But don't go into it expecting that. Go into it. And people should know. Yeah. But like but go into it. What what information am I learning? Mostly, I think in teenage years of dating, you're learning yourself Mm. in relationship more than you're learning other people. You're learning. okay, man, I have a jealous streak. (laughs) I need I need to be like cautious of that or man, I keep, you know, I kind of lazy in relationships like I don't mm. put in the word so you're you're learning some things about yourself yeah. that will hopefully when you're in your 20s gives you a better I don't know a framework or a foundation understanding of what it means to date so I'm yeah. I'm not opposed to 13 year olds dating unless it's my daughter and then she's got to be 35 <laughs> before yep. she can date but mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. that's just me yeah I look at it two ways so I look at it as the teenager and then the parent of the teen mm-hmm. so I think first as a parent if you have um First, a, a teenager, you need to get permission from your parent yeah. to date. That's oh, so for good. Sure. And don't just like, you know, do yeah. it on your own. Um, because if if you understand now that it's going to set you up to teen date well, um, let your, bring your parents in that you like someone. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, my first church, it was like a sin to date. So I mm-hmm. couldn't even fathom being able to. This is why I, you weren't carrying the, uh, seeing the guys carrying the chairs. But they, mm-hmm. It was very legalistic. No, that's how you missed it. Was it. Pews. That's how you missed it. it I understand. Pews. That, that was your problem. That, it was, it was problem. pews. Got but it. then my next church, when I was 16, the kids um, could date. Yeah. So I asked my mom um, for permission to be able to date. The part that I think helps is even if it's 13, 15, 16, is that mm-hmm. parents and teens need to partner together. Like right. they're not now your friend. Like yeah. right. it needs like you need to be able to don't leave your kid out there. So like yeah. you walking Jaden and Bennett and Kelsey through, this is what it looks like yep. to right. date at your age. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you it's more about learning about yourself. So yeah. let's talk to you about 
yep. those boundaries mm-hmm. and like, yeah. hey, like what love is and what care is to not diminish even that some someone could really love you. like you know my yeah. my sister, um, her and my brother in law they were um childhood sweethearts, not Aww. high school sweethearts. They were childhood sweethearts. Aww, they were the point zero zero one percent. They were like seventh eighth grade and they yeah. broke up. Because it was like my sister was like, "You are way too attached, um, <laughs> that Aww. young. Like it yeah. was too much for her." And then they got married um, when she was nineteen. But there's a lot wow. of stuff that happened in between that. But to diminish and say like he even throughout high school and stuff, yeah. even when she dated um, my sister, she was um, a teen mom. Like the, he talked about that process of like how he always thought because he loved her that they would have a family mm. and that they, you know, the heat. Yeah. And so all those different, so it's like to not diminish, yeah. but there's a lot of growth and immaturity. But when you don't have, yep. if you don't let people in right. and like trust your parents right. and parents make yourself trustworthy mm-hmm. um, to not say diminish their feelings, but like, this is probably not, let's pursue marriage and have right. a 13, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. year old say that, but walking your kid through that, and then knowing how, so, hey, because you're a teen, mm-hmm. even as an adult, like, I do not, I'm not letting you go to the movies by yourself. Yeah, yeah. So those little things yeah. that help them understand yep. how to teen date so that you don't go into maybe college right. with yep. so much baggage because of how poorly you maybe dated in yeah. high school if yeah. you were allowed to. Yeah. And I think as a parent, you have to be very careful to not, push the idea among your son or daughter for instance like I I remember the very first time I told my mom like oh mom I think this guy's really cute and he went to Sunday school with me she would crack jokes every time we would go on Sunday (laughs) and be like oh you're gonna sit next to him and I know she didn't mean it in a malicious intent but that to me was like dang it like I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have told my mom like Mm -hmm. now she knows and he looks really fine today too so it's just like it was like little details like that Mm -hmm. um but also I was gonna add if your child is not emotionally ready, ready. and <laughs> if let's, I mean, worst comes to worst, you know, they're dating for two months and then they break up and they feel like their whole world is falling apart. This can happen at any age, but it's critical, especially when you're, when you're growing up and you're becoming in that fundamental stage of knowing who you are, that can really mess you up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you have the, the parents consent and they can see in their child, like, oh, you are emotionally mature. Oh, you went to, you're going to church. You have your faith in the Lord. You're not going to base your faith and your motivation of getting ready for a church to go meet someone like that. Yeah. Just, just like those little micro details. I think that's essential because if, if the identity of this child is based on the dating, once that person leaves, which is most likely they're not going to last very long. Um, Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then it, it's critical. So you even as a parent letting letting their kids know, like, are you ready if this doesn't work out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to face the the weirdness, the awkwardness when you guys go back to church and, oh, you guys are not dating? Oh. Like, are you ready for that? Yeah. Um, so kind of giving them, like, the before and after effects. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're a parent listening to this and you don't feel qualified or ready for that kind of conversation, like contact the the church. Um, yes. You know, our youth department would, has some leaders that would love to right. be able to kind of give you some tools, some resources, just kind of walk you through some of those conversations. Uh, because I, there's a lot of times when, as a parent, I'm approaching a conversation with my kids and I'm like, I am so not ready for this conversation. <laughs> uh, but here it is. Here we go. Uh, yeah. And so I understand that, you know, feeling overwhelmed. Right. Um, and so. 
we want to be able to support and help. Cool. All right. Um, got a, another question for you dating for five years now and it's at a standstill. So they've been dating the same person for five years. It's at a standstill. Should I keep waiting or should I start to question why we aren't married yet? Oh, it got real quiet. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I know. It's situational. It's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. so hard to say. If you Absolutely. dated in high school, like when yeah. you, there are times when I was in college, mm-hmm. it'd be like kids like that they had been together for seven years. Yeah. Well, because they started dating in high school and mm-hmm. now they're in college. So they were planning to get married by um, senior year with yeah. the spring fling and the. Yeah. But they've been together like almost Aww. eight years. Yeah, but so it made sense. Yeah. No, you yes, you needed to wait, yeah. and so. Um, but this, it seems like this person is maybe that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it, the the way I read the question and the full version of it, this is an adult that's been, been dating waiting. somebody for a while, yeah. and it just kind of we're just we're still dating, but it's mm-hmm. been five years. I, I think, honestly, you know, what, what you said, it's very situational. Mm-hmm. But I think the advice that I would give to anybody, regardless of situation, is talk about it. Yeah. Like, if you haven't had the conversation with them, hey, is this relationship going anywhere? Like, right. we've been having fun for five years. But, you mm-hmm. know, after five years, I'm kind of wondering, is this still going towards something? Right. And if you don't have that conversation, then it's on you for yeah. feeling like, I don't know where this thing is going. Yeah. yeah. You got to talk it out. That's yeah. true. And if you have gotten in, like, if you, and, and it's still like, well, not yet, well, then that's like your time to make a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been five years and you've invested, yeah. what do you want to do now that yeah. you know, like, well, we need to do this. Like, you're constantly, yeah. like, waiting. Yeah. Um, Hopefully this doesn't yeah. get too nerdy, but there's a, there's this concept called the, the sunk cost fallacy. Uh, which is this idea of the more you've invested in something, the more you want to hold on to it. Oh, you don't want to sure. get rid so of it because like accounting, like right? Because yeah. it's yeah. it's it's you've invested too much. Well, the mm-hmm. same thing is true with money, but it's also true with time. Mm-hmm. You've spent five years investing in this, and mm-hmm. so now you don't want to let it go because you feel like you mm. you lose those five years. The mm-hmm. reality is, you lose way more if you're staying in a relationship that right. you should have left. Right. Uh, and so that five years is not wasted time. You learned, you grew, yeah. you discovered things, and if it if it doesn't move in the direction you're wanting it to go, it is better for you to say, you know what, I know I've invested a lot into this, but it's it's not gonna do the thing that I I thought it would do. That's good. It's harsh reality and please again, don't don't mean don't take what I just said and say, all right, we're breaking up. (laughs) No no no. Have the conversation. And again, do you have wise counsel? Right. Like Mm -hmm. talk I think that's the part that's hard with this stuff is that most people don't seek yeah. people around them to help them guide them in relationships. Mm-hmm. And so bring some other yeah. people that you trust that are have wisdom in yeah. on these situations. I think it's also important to know marriage won't cure. Marriage yeah. exposes. Yeah. And as, it could be weird. Like maybe people on, online are like, oh my gosh, she's single. What is she talking about? But it's true. Like it's in the word. Marriage exposes it, it won't it won't heal you, mm-hmm. and so it's important to know. Okay, what is the what is the rush on your end? Like, why do you, does he is he making you feel some sort of way? Is he acting different? Like, there's so many more elements that you can think here. Like, maybe I don't know. Maybe this 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 guy is changing the way he approaches her. Maybe she doesn't feel pursued anymore. Maybe she doesn't feel validated um, with the time that he has been giving her, or maybe. 
it's just the time that's the issue like maybe oh my gosh it's been what 10 years five five five, five years like what's wrong like does he just want to be financially stable and then the enemy can bring lies of like oh he's just saying that because he doesn't really love you he's just not ready for you so again the communication part is really important but also the the clarification like if you have seen signs um of change and and it's normal within a relationship each year you won't have the same person you're dating like they will evolve they will change however our situational things making you doubt and if that's the case it's really important to advocate for that and to you know make make, shed light on that um but also not ignore it and so i i'm a pro at kind of romanticizing the moment and being like (laughs) oh no it's just me in my head and you bottle it up and then you don't say things so it's important for this person to say it or at least share their mind with a friend mom dad um, and say, am I crazy? Or have you yeah. noticed that too? Mm-hmm. I like it. Have the conversation. All right. So we're going to, we got a few last questions. All of these kind of revolve around kind of your faith and dating. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so first question is how important is it to lead with being a Christian when on a date? So is that a, is that a first date? Is that a pre-date? Is that a fifth date? Like when, when do you approach the subject of, by the way, I'm a Christian and that's really important to me. Um, I think even in the first date or two, like in something in just natural conversation and talking and people, someone asking you questions. Right. So like, what are some things that like you do, like in your free time, mm-hmm. you probably go to church, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, um, though, like, uh, the, the, like it, it's a, it's not about like, oh, so this is my, I'm a Christian kind of thing, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is something that I'm. This is a part of, this is my life. This is how mm-hmm. I um, do it. But if you're like constantly waiting and you're not sure if they're a Christian, because if mm. it's some stuff that doesn't need to be stated yeah. when you know another person and they're also a believer, you don't, we don't need to have the first conversation mm. about yeah. that. But if it's someone brand new that you don't know, those convert you're getting to know mm-hmm. things about someone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't come up. Yeah. And and it's it's evident, mm-hmm. like you. I mean, this can you're not judging. One thing is observing, and one thing is judging. Mm-hmm. So, those are two different things. But you can observe from someone when they're a Christian, like like you. It's just the way they carry themselves, the way they talk, like the things that they do. You're you're mm-hmm. most likely not going to see someone at the hooker bar or something along those lines if they're a Christian. So again, it's kind of like spotting where when in house when you do have this first date it'll come up somehow like you're part of a small group or oh i just got a a text from a friend oh who's your friend oh i actually met her from church so just like those little details will come out um and then hopefully the conversation will flow out of that too well i think i I think everybody in this conversation would be approaching it from a stance of you wouldn't even be dating somebody if they weren't uh, a christian right in the sense of like look if 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 this thing is going to go somewhere Mm -hmm. like unequally yoked is actually our, our next question mm-hmm. but so with online dating everybody just so you know if you haven't done it if you didn't know online, I have so, never done I, online dating never done so online dating. you have this the space you know if there's any religion thing mm-hmm. so Christian Muslim agnostic whatever someone wants to put non-religious spiritual whatever a lot of people put Christian and I realized that that is the overseeing at least it has been for decades yeah. Christian is American. 
like how mm. people equate say um buddhists like when we were in cambodia no yeah. they're both the same right and like i realized that people if they're american then they mm-hmm. put themselves as christians so yeah. you don't really know if they didn't like oh and i love the lord and this 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 yeah. i don't yeah. do all of that in my profile either um but it says christian and i put something it's, it could be me singing um mm-hmm. it could be it's something in there that lets someone know that i'm a christian but not everyone does that mm-hmm. <laughs> so in going in that first date mm-hmm. um that's that's been a time of like when you're getting to ask those questions because i don't really know yet yeah if you are a believer yeah. based off of i'm looking at interest i see that as you're a christian mm-hmm. i'm hopeful yep. yeah and then it, as the conversation goes we've on, got oh, a question about like that too in a second Mm-hmm. But they really didn't, like, bring it up. So let me just let them know, too. Like, oh, and I'm, one, the natural thing for me, I work at a church. So I can't really get around it because people <laughs> yeah. first, So what do yeah. you do for work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I work at a church. Right. Oh, so you're a Christian. And mm-hmm. that has always been, no matter where I am, Yeah, it's going to tell itself because people right. always the yeah. right. what do you do? But that's when you kind of like, oh, and you get to ask a few more questions. And then they may say, well... I'm a Christian, like, um, my, I grew up, like, in my yeah. grandfather's church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those kind of, so you're kind of like, okay, well, it doesn't sound yeah. like, you know, this is an active thing, mm. but we're going to just keep, I don't, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt in this one. Yeah. We're going to just keep in conversation yeah. in these next couple, couple yeah. dates, seeing if you initiate anything about your faith, because yeah. it's important. Yeah. Mm, that's so, good. That's good. So we, we actually have several questions that are going to kind of piggyback off of what, what you were just talking about. But the first one is, what does it mean to be equally yoked in a relationship? And how do you know if you are or aren't? Mm-hmm. So scripture says, don't be unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and, and we can go into a lot I of details. I think Paul that. mentions it in, is it First Corinthians? <laughs> I forget the, the location, but somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere there. Could you, before, could you give the definition of what a yoke is so a yoke is a uh, farming device so mm-hmm. it's uh, basically you'd pull a plow with two oxen mm-hmm. um, and so in order to for them to pull at the same speed at the same rate you'd put a yoke around them so you put this brace on their necks so it allows you to pull mm-hmm. together in the same direction and so the idea there is uh, it's a little bit complex but a lot of times if if one of the ox is bigger and stronger than the other then it's hard to keep them in a straight line. Right. So they start pulling in one direction right. or the other. And so the concept there is if you guys are not equally yoked, then one of you is going to pull the other one in mm. in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, and it never happens to be the direction of God. It's, <laughs> it's always the other direction when you're unequally yoked. And so yeah. uh, what does it mean to you to be equally yoked in a relationship? And how do you know if you are or you aren't? That's deep. <laughs> I think it's part of the fact finding, right? Yeah, like that's that's what yeah, you're figuring that's, out. That's deep. It's really important to. I I personally believe the spiritual maturity is important. Yeah. Um. If I can meet the finest man on earth, Latino, hopefully, <laughs> finest man. Um. Sue has her list. Have my yes. list, Latino. And She's I, a proud. Six proud. foot two, loves Six basketball, Mexican. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> Brent's putting right. his we, description out. We've, we've been pay- taking notes. So if, yes. if that fits your description, right. uh, how can they contact? No, no. I'm, I'm, we're not playing matchmaker <laughs> on here. But um, no, no, no. If, what, whatever God wants. Um, however, no, it's really important to just, just, just this, like I said, again, the story of the, 
of the lady who she um, she and her husband had had their baby and their baby unfortunately passed away due to cancer at that point you don't care how they look like <laughs> at that point you yeah. want them to have this mature the, the spiritual maturity so in my in 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 my perspective the most important thing is like are you are you there yeah. like i'm not judging you based on you could have a, a phd in divinity you can go to the best theolo- theological school in whatever seminary however if you don't know how to talk to people and communicate and not like that like it's not the degree that matters here what yeah. matters here is just your persona your character the way you are that whoa yeah that's attractive because that's mm-hmm. you don't see that often you can see with all due respect a man who calls himself a pastor but then talks horrible things behind other yeah. people's backs and does like church gangs. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of that, but like <laughs> my church is better than yours and like the yeah. fight. Yeah. So so that that to me is, okay, forget about all the degrees, forget about any of that. Like, are you spiritually mature? And if you are spiritually mature, can you lead me as a woman's perspective? Can you lead me and annoy me in, in the best way possible <laughs> to correct me when I'm wrong. Like, yeah. I don't want someone to hype me up and be like, oh my gosh, Sue, you, you, yes, that was so true. Keep, keep it up like i don't need that i need you to also see the points in me like hey sue your pride check it because i love you check it like oh it's gonna be super annoying but (laughs) in a way i that's what i desire so when it comes to being equally yoked are you are you ready one two are you ready to co-lead because even as as a woman i'm a helper so i need to make sure that i'm ready to co-lead that ministry too i know it's not technically a ministry in church but it's it is it is a ministry Mm -hmm. am i am i ready to co-lead three am i am i going to be responsible enough to know that i'm representing even if it's dating i'm i'm representing myself but also christ in this relationship and if i if is my yes to this person going to be a yes that benefits me or is it going to be a yes that benefits everyone in the kingdom because if it's just going to benefit me and my ego then it's it's pointless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to date someone just to date someone. So when it comes to equally yoked, is he able to lead you? Is he able to love you? Um, really what love means. And then last but not least, is he willing to correct you when you're wrong? Um, not someone that's, and I've done this in the past, but I've lo- allowed people to tell me what truth is without even trying to look at it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so in my Am I willing to also dig and find the truth so yeah. together? So I think I think that's really important when it comes to being equally yoked. Do you have the same? Do you have the same beliefs? Like I'm not saying you have to be the same denomination or you have to be non-dom, but it could be an issue. Like if if this man is Catholic and I am not, yeah. not non-dom, I don't do the rosary. He may. So yeah. is that equally yoked? Or I can't even yeah. take communion with you. Yeah, I can't. I can't take communion mm-hmm. with yeah. you. I, I you can't even get married in the Catholic Church if you right. aren't both Catholic. So it's really important to note that the spiritual aspect is important. Um, and if the spiritual aspect for some may not be important now, what will happen when you have kids? One kid goes to the Catholic Church and one kid goes to CLC. Yeah. So you really have to think of the long terms that are going to be in Absolutely. effect. Yeah, yeah I, I think that with this, there, there's different levels to the the equally unequally yoked conversation. You mm-hmm. know, the the obvious one is Christian with non Christian. Right, that's, that's unequal. But even within the both Christians, there is kind of different levels of this. So, like mm-hmm. for me, 
not only is my relationship with God the most important thing in my life and will always be the right. most important thing in my life, I'm in ministry for this. So <laughs> like if for me, just being yeah. with somebody that's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a CEO Christian, uh, Christmas and Easter only <laughs> CEO. Uh, you know, that yeah. wouldn't work, right? Yeah. That would be a very unequal, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the amount of work that it takes to, to be in ministry to, mm. to pastor, like, and we have a, a very much a, a team mentality. And so right. like, for me, it's like, I, I couldn't just have a wife that wants to stay at home and, or, you know, get a job at a school or something and mm. just kind of support like, yay, go, go ministry stuff. No, I need somebody that's in the office with me, sitting in meetings with me, bouncing mm. ideas off of like, so for me, there's a, even a higher level of, of that, yeah. that equally yoked yeah. conversation. Uh, but for others, it's okay. Is Christianity, you know, the most important thing in your life? And is it the most important thing in their life? Mm -hmm. Because if it isn't, then there's an issue there. Right. And I think that there is some ebbs and flows. Like, honestly, there are moments when my wife is way more spiritual than I am. Mm -hmm. uh, there's moments when she's been reading her Bible more than I have. Yeah. There's moments when I've been reading my mm -hmm. Bible more right. than she has. And so like, there's, there's some ebbs and flows. Things aren't always static. Mm -hmm. um, but in those moments, we are encouraging each other. That's good. And I think that's what happens when you are equally yoked is that yeah. you're on this journey together, right. you're working on this thing together, you're pursuing Jesus together. Right. And when one of you is like, hey, you can take the kids to church if you want, I'm gonna stay <laughs> home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're getting in trouble. Yeah, I, for me, lordship, like our, if this person is pursuing mm. for God to be Lord of their life, and I felt like, once I've made that decision, it has made things very clear mm, of a yeah. yes and no. Yeah. And so, again, that doesn't mean because some like he got to know the Bible better than me. No. <laughs> Are you pursuing right for the Lord, for God to be Lord of all your life? That's good. And and so with that, like it, it matters to you. Right. It grieves you yeah. when you sin. Um, and it's that it's that pursuit like i think it, i've just seen it too much where someone is a christian mm -hmm. but god isn't yet like lord yeah. and it like not just backfires because the relationship can still still be right but like life is too hard like i'm yeah. about to i could do spiritual warfare all by myself yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm not gonna marry someone and still be praying by myself about Ooh, spiritual warfare yeah so yeah. it's just so like nah so that helped yeah. even with going on different dates last year it wasn't about mm. someone no lord please don't let him be a pastor that's a <laughs> prayer of mine actually <laughs> now i feel like i said it out loud like <laughs> Prejudice. Well, it's just like you're in ministry, so you know how much you have to give. Pastors need love too. They do. I'm so sorry. I've prayed that same prayer. Out here. I'm there not allowed to even would love to be a pastor's wife. I'm, so my there friends you go. They, they crack jokes. Mm -hmm. So they're like, Oh, if you were in ministry, mm -hmm. you're most likely going to marry a pastor. And I pray every day. Absolutely. Well that's because people put that it's, as the pinnacle <laughs> of some of someone that really loves the Lord. Right, right. Yeah, and not. you they're business marketing <laughs> creatives whomever it is but like are you is god lord and so when i right see right, that, right 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 it's like i i've learned even with even with like friends or loved ones like mm -hmm. hey give but i in my yeah. mind in my soul i, I can feel a transition mm. coming yeah. and so it's one of those things like now <laughs> like the that bare minimum is not yeah. gonna like fit for me and right, that is not right, about right, right. 
again certain things but i can see that like you take your your relationship with god mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter if i'm yeah. here or not and like we have our preferences i have my things that i would love mm-hmm. too um and that's great yeah and i want that but this part too like mm-hmm. yeah and Lord shit. yeah and i that's think good. it's important to note um, you don't build a man. So we're not in a build, build a bear factory, right? When you want, you have your, mm-hmm. your criteria and your whole list. Please think it's what, please say it was a list. It was a list. It was a joking <laughs> list of what I would prefer. But when you, we all have our, we, we all have our preference. preferences and attractions. For yeah. sure. For sure. But if, if you have, and, t- and to me, this is like, I'm speaking, oh, I'm speaking because of experience. Like when you surrender your agenda and your desire and you might've had your whole plan, like right there and when you surrender that that hits differently because mm-hmm. you realize that there is a difference between needs and wants yeah. um i need a man of christ and i i wouldn't want with all due respect i wouldn't want a pastor but if he is a pastor but it, 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 it is what Sorry, it is i'm already married so i'm not you know I'm, <laughs> it is for all the, i'm not offended <laughs> right right it, it, it is what it is but you need to have like that in mind like there's a difference between convictions and preferences yeah. so the conviction mm-hmm. part is important he's he's not an extrovert okay so <laughs> like, right. that is that is a a preference but the mm-hmm. conviction part we can't we can't forget about that if not yeah. we're going to do exactly what paul told us not to do yeah no, i like it and, and tiff you kept t- talking about you know their that lordship there is this r- like relationship with god real yeah and mm-hmm. that's actually our next question how do you know if the person you're interested in has a real relationship with god or are they just saying it because they know it's important to you? Ooh, so how do how do you dis, like distinguish answered. between that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell I can tell when yeah. I'm pursuing God as Lord, mm. and I can tell when I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the same with someone else. It's yeah. not about if you know the entire Bible. I honestly, and it's a shame. I get ashamed. I don't know. I have not read everything in the Bible. Yeah. But I am pursuing. Mm-hmm. I am pursuing like the God's word. Yeah. Like I read, I don't even remember that. Now I got to mm. start again and read this chapter again until it's like in my soul. Right. Um, and so with that, you can tell when someone is pursuing God, mm-hmm. even if they make mistakes, even right. if like they're like, yo, yeah, your attitude is like, is tough. But you, so Ooh. I think that's a clear way that you can, you can know. And yeah. It's, and probably to your level where you are in your relationship with God, mm-hmm. what you see in someone's lordship is going to also look different too. Right. Um, but with that, you know, don't, everybody's different. So yeah. with that yoke, yeah. your yoke and their yoke is going to look different mm-hmm. when it comes to lordship. But I just, well, you, you would, you would be able to per- see that pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Bible tells us over and over again, judge them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. So like, is there fruit of the spirit? Uh, evident in their life if there isn't then there's not a real relationship Mm -hmm. with god there and even if you are in church like and take this with a grain of salt (laughs) please take this with a grain of salt even if you are in church and you can and you might know them outside of church and in church if they yell louder at a basketball game and a football game but they can't raise their hands during worship and even sing the songs during worship you're not judging you're observing like that (laughs) that to me is like huh like hmm that's that's interesting so even like those little details like absolutely do they do they do they pray (laughs) do they do do, and i'm not Mm -hmm. saying um you have to scream at the top of your lungs when it's worship but if a man could even stand up and give reverence and clap 
off the beat, yeah. if they, even, <laughs> even if they have a beat, um, to the worship songs, like, is that, what is the issue there? Because yeah. I, I seen before on an outside perspective that you can be hollering and going for the bears, but you can't do that at church. Yeah. So I don't know, just even observing yeah. the outside details too. Yeah, and I think uh, like you, you've got you've to ask questions. Um, the question you have to ask yourself is, do they ever initiate? Right. Um, the conversation about, about God, God. Mm-hmm. or are they always just responding? Mm. So do they ever say, Hey, we should go to church or, Hey, you know, I was reading in my Bible the other day. And what do you think about this passage? Or oh, man, listen, something, something happened happens? and they're mm. immediately, they're like, okay, let's, let's pray about that. <laughs> right. Like it, are yeah. they initiating or are they yeah. only responding? Cause if they're only responding, then yeah. cut and run. It's yeah, not real. That's good. But if they're initiating. Responder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even being aware of the guys that do the, but in the Bible, it says during an argument. So we need to be very we call careful. spiritual abuse. Yeah, yeah, the spiritual abuse. And, you know, m- making sure that they're not spiritual when it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But be spiritual consistently. Yeah. That's good. I like it. <laughs> All right. What if the person you're interested in, or I guess technically they didn't say that. They said, what if they don't go to church, but are believers? So I don't know if that means the person they're interested in or the person they're dating. So they mm-hmm. don't go to church, but they are what would be considered believers, according to this person. What, mm-hmm. what do you think? Is that a is that a red flag? Is that a... Wait, How I do don't you feel get about it. that? Sorry. I, I, you kind of lost me with the question. So you're... <laughs> so either... I did, they didn't specify but okay. either you're dating somebody or you're interested in somebody and yeah. they do not go to church this this individual okay but they say that they're christian like they're a believer they follow jesus they just don't go to church hmm. what do you say to that i think that they can very much be a christian mm-hmm. and and they will have some deficits yeah. so <laughs> there are a lot of people that um read their word, they pray, they have their own personal relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, but there may be a de- deficit of community and gathering. Mm. Now, they may not, even when it comes to a church, it may not even be, say, a 501c3. It could be a house church, something that you are gathering mm-hmm. with yeah. the body of Christ <laughs> yeah. um, to hear the word and fellowship with your sisters and brothers. Yeah. And if you're not, then maybe you're in between. Maybe they're like in between churches. Right. Um, and hey, well, on that journey, let's get you into yeah. a <laughs> yeah. in, into a church. But yeah. It's possible. People are out here full relationship with God in between churches. Right. Yeah. Whatever the case is, but for for so I'm I'm gonna jump in as a as a pastor and just say for me that's a giant red flag though, um, mm-hmm. because relationship with God is part of or or your your church journey is part right. of your relationship with God. Right. Yes. Uh, and so when when you are not engaging that part, it means that there's no accountability, there's no correction, um, mm. and those are two very important aspects. Right to our relationship with God. Yeah. So if it's just you and your Bible, who's to say that you didn't misinterpret that scripture? Exactly. Ooh, that's good. Who's to say that you're, the way you're applying that scripture in your life is inappropriate or right. not? So like, and, and this is why we use a team teaching uh, model here at CLC. Like, I don't want it ever to be just my teaching, mm-hmm. right? Like we want, a, we want a team approach to this right, right, um, right. because I could get something wrong. And so yeah. we, we need the accountability. But if you are saying, I love Jesus, I just don't want to go to church. And, yeah. and I think there's a difference between, you know, what, what you talked about, you're between churches, you're trying to find a place. But there's a, I feel like there's a, almost like a pandemic happening uh, yes. since COVID, maybe even yeah. before that, where there's all these people that are like, I'm spiritual, mm. I love Jesus, 
I just don't like church, so I'm not going to go. And so I heard Tony Evans say this uh, years ago. He said that uh, because somebody was asking about, you know, following Jesus but not going Mm -hmm. to church. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he said, you know, you could get married to your wife but not go home together. And you're still married. Right. Mm -hmm. But your relationship will suffer. Right. Right. And right. so the same, you can you can receive the 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 grace and the forgiveness of Jesus yeah. as your Lord and Savior. Yeah, heaven can be your, the reward waiting for you. But if you don't go to church, yeah, your relationship with Him will suffer. Will that's suffer. good. Uh, and so that's just that's kind of my pastoral like. Yeah, I was I was going to add. That's a Nolly scary man. that's a scary yeah. place for me when somebody's like, I love Jesus, I just don't want to go to church. But that's, that's like that's cherry picking. This this sounds bad, but we I think you mentioned it. I don't know who mentioned it. Someone mentioned it. We want to cherry pick what we believe in. Yeah. yeah. Um. And 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 that's yeah, the truth. We take the stuff we like. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and we, we we approach the Bible like it's a buffet. Literally, <laughs> literally. And so <laughs> scoop of that, and so scoop of that. it's it's so sad to think of. Okay, you want and and it's the truth. Like you you really want the love of Jesus, but if you want to love like jesus since you are a believer that means you have to love people even if and even regardless and i'm not saying you're going to have people step on you like you're a doormat of course not but if i don't if loving the lord means i have to love myself differently because i'm receiving the love from the lord so i have grace i have mercy and i'm I'm redeemed and i'm restored that means i have to also love onto others like Mm -hmm. that too so if there's church hurt there or there is oh i don't i don't just do church people are messy i've said that several times (laughs) um however i have i i have to learn i i've lived through it the you in order to love people correctly, I have to love myself first, like how Christ loves me. And then from there, I can pour that love onto others, uh, regardless of anything. So this is a heart issue. Um, So do you date someone that has a heart issue? And heart issues can become infections and they're contagious. So that's another avenue you have Mm. to kind of be careful with. Are you are you spiritually mature? And if you are spiritually mature, that doesn't mean you have to do missionary flight and rescue. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very important also to know that yeah. you can't help, you're not God, whoever yeah. this person is. If you wanna date this person in order to heal them, help them find a church, is that really dating? Yeah. yeah. I think that's important to also question. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, we actually have that question. Um, but I just wanna throw in there, uh, so I've got a friend that is, uh, you know, he was an alcoholic, he was a drug addict, wow. recovered. Uh, all of that walking mm-hmm. this journey. And he pointed something out to me one time about church hurt. He said, the church is the only place where somebody gets hurt by the church and then decides they're never going to go to the church again uh-huh. to any church, yeah. right? Like if, <laughs> if you're an alcoholic and you have a bad experience at a bar, you don't give up bars. <laughs> like you just find one that you like, yeah, like yeah, you find yeah. a different bar to go to. Yeah. He's like, I don't know why people get hurt by a church right. and then decide I'm never going to any church again. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, man, it's such a messed up world. And I, mm. I, I don't know. I loved the perspective that he had as, as a former alcoholic. That's mm, like, right. no, look like this is real. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, church hurt, absolutely real thing. Mm-hmm. I think people need healing from that, mm. yeah. but to be hurt by the church and to give up on all churches is, is just a bad idea. Mm. That's good. All right. Should you ever date someone in order to get them saved? What we used to call flirt to convert. I call it missionary dating. Missionary yeah. dating. That's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. No. No. Not a good idea. No. That is again those low percentages. <laughs> Sometimes low. it yeah. works. Yeah. Every once in a while. But varies. Not even every once in yeah. a while. Yeah. It's so low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of it happening, especially yeah. um, a woman 
right. trying to convert a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, I've heard about it way more on the other side yeah. of those that small percentage. Yeah. But yeah. It's no, because then you're always going to be questioning, you know, is their relationship with God real or was it just so that they could be in a relationship with me? Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to the, that question we had a little bit ago. Yeah. Like, how do you know it's real? Well, yeah. you know, they, they need Jesus before. And, and I've, I've yeah. got some friends that have, they ended up together, they're married and stuff, but it was like before I would even approach them for mm-hmm. dating, like it was like, I sent some other people to, mm-hmm. to witness to them yeah. and mm-hmm. it, it never became the ultimatum in our relationship like well we went we won't date unless you give your life to jesus right no it's like look mm-hmm. they need to they need jesus first right yeah um, invite them to church yeah. yeah invite them to you know if you're a teen invite them to youth ministry yeah um mm-hmm. that like i think tim ross just had um this sports journalist on and was he got invited by his girlfriend in high school wow to go to church yeah. um and then in college so um it took a while, but he mm-hmm. was exposed yep. to right. the gospel, and eventually he gave his life to the Lord. Yeah. But the trying to save him so that you can be together part, yeah, it's just, it's tough. It's Not tough. Good. Yeah. If you're in a relationship right now and that's the case, then get some counsel about mm-hmm. how to walk this out. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and this can be kind of heavy, but is it to fulfill your own selfish desire? Or are you really wanting to to convert for a purpose? Yeah. And and that's that's a question that we have to yeah. um, kind of throw out there to whoever this this person is. Like, okay, maybe you see this great girl. Um, she believes in nothing but Christ. Like she mm-hmm. she believes in some other crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she has the qualities that I like. Oh, I'm going to try to convert her. Is mm-hmm. it because you? Like, I think yeah. that, I think we also need to ask ourselves that question. And if that is yeah. the case, then the relationship isn't isn't even rooted yeah. with mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be rooted in um and the infraction of like wanting like the chemicals that happen in your body mm-hmm. of like you see someone and then after 60 months of 60 six months sorry of, of <laughs> being That's a long time yeah <laughs> of, of being with them then you realize after 60 days after those six months you're like whoa this person yeah. comes with a lot of baggage and they have a lot of things so mm-hmm. again kind of understanding that yeah. the the rush of feeling of their physical yeah. attraction and what they could offer, it will die down a little bit. Yeah. And love is a choice. Yep. So that's another aspect we need to throw out there. Yeah. And should we evangelize? Yeah, absolutely. But it yeah. should be from a place of not, I'm wanting a good boyfriend, and so I'm going to get this guy saved mm-hmm. so he'll become a good boyfriend. No, mm-hmm. it's because they are going to hell without Jesus. Right. And yeah. so right. like that should be our motivation in, in being a witness to others, yeah. not who can we date if well, we add more so Christians great. to the church. He's this, he's <laughs> like everything on the list. But he's not a Christian. And so, like, even, at, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's that thing of, yeah. like, but it's the most important thing. Yeah. 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 What, what's the, the thing right now? The or Probably not right now. I'm so not a cool person. So That's this okay. could be, like, 20 years old <laughs> yeah. now. But, the you know, he's a 10, but he's not a Christian. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Then he's yeah. not a 10. Then he's not a 10. He's a 1. Not a 10 for you. Yeah. Not good. All right. Our final question on what is now officially the longest podcast in Between Sermons history. Congratulations, ladies. I think we've broken our record each week the last three (laughs) weeks. Uh, But final question. How can Christian singles navigate the desire for intimacy while upholding the values of purity and faithfulness? And kind of a side question to it was how do you resist sexual temptation while dating? Mm -hmm. 
That's so, the big one. We we had that question asked many many times. Many times in Ooh, very yeah. in a variety of ways. Okay, it's but it, get it even is longer. It is the <laughs> right. This podcast, but <laughs> it is the sex question. Like yeah. it's, it's the reality yeah. of, of. I'm happy singleness. that there is one because that is a huge reality. Yeah. Is the sex the sex part? Yeah. Um. So it said how to how can how can Christian singles navigate the desire for intimacy while upholding the values of purity and faithfulness so it's kind of two parts so one mm-hmm. is on the side of being single mm-hmm. uh, and then if you are dating or when you start dating somebody how do you re- resist the sexual temptation while dating you know as you've yeah. put it a few times the you know the covenant uh, benefits uh, <laughs> don't come until we're <laughs> you, gonna highlight that <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna make t-shirts it'll be great covenant uh, benefits <laughs> Covenant benefits. Uh, we'll make a his and hers. Uh, be great. Um, please don't look for that anytime. We're not actually making that. Um, so yeah. So how can Christian singles navigate the desire for intimacy while upholding the values of purity and faithfulness? And then in the dating relationship, how do you resist sexual temptation mm-hmm. while dating? Take it on. Girl. So the first it. part of um, how to navigate the desire. So that first part, and I mentioned this a little bit yesterday of one identification that is not wrong to desire intimacy and to mm-hmm. desire sex. Mm-hmm. That part is natural. Yeah. Like God put that there. Right. Um, for, for most people, it's a natural thing that comes in to desire it. So how to navigate it, that part, um, I think, takes not, yes, like you have the word, you know what God's word says. And I guess I just can't stress as more about um accountability right and so with that like so i can have i can have my own personal boundaries Mm -hmm. but if i don't tell anybody else my boundaries Mm -hmm. like my accountability people not just this person they need to know my boundaries so that then they know how to hold me accountable to what i said and if they're too low Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um that part um because i have surely failed at not sharing my boundaries right. and stubborn enough to know my boundaries, tell my boundaries and still not do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Lack of fear of God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah. with that, how to navigate that is again, I, I believe having relationships where you can um, be honest about that, having those boundaries um, of, if you know yourself, some people can kiss and that's that. I don't even think, Personally, if you kiss and your body has a reaction, that's not a sin. No. Because somebody would be like, oh, my gosh, I just can't kiss nobody because my body. Though that is <laughs> yeah. something your it's body. It's called uh, biology. It's called yeah. biology. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also, like, man, like, where my mind, like, grows. Ooh, when I'm kissing, good. like, I probably, like, right. I probably can't do that much. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I can't do that, say, at all. Um, and I think, like. When it comes to sexual, being sexual, and when it, sex is so, it's it's so deep that like you really like need to bring people in early into um, the the conversation that don't even give you like a little bit of a drop that right. it's okay, right? Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> because mm-hmm. then you're like, oh well, I have this person, and they're like, you know, girl, you know, mm-hmm. um, just repent later, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of. But having that and. Um, being honest say with yourself so mm-hmm. like one thing when asked the question i think yesterday about what do you do um like if you're say like home a lot mm. um mm-hmm. we ran out of time but like i have learned i am going to be i'm already an extrovert yeah but i'm going to be outside i'm going to be outside yeah, yeah. um 
and be in community as much as I can because I know I have learned myself that what I thought that I was so strong in, mm. yeah. that has that has changed yeah. because of decisions that I have made. Yeah. yeah. So with that, now I have to be even more cautious of um, sharing and then navigating of like I it's not easy for mm-hmm. some maybe it is but for most people it's not easy when you are attracted and you're in a relationship with someone your body wants to then go the next step right. so how to navigate that when you're feeling that is not ignore not ignore your body um with that and then get people around you have those boundaries right um okay. of how of how to date well and then if y'all really serious about each other, like just don't prolong, Period. don't prolong the situation yeah. more than it needs to be yeah. and make that temptation longer and longer and longer until, right. well, That's it's good. happened yep. yeah. so, or sex has happened. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's also important to note that you, you said boundaries. Boundaries are important. I came from a Christian university and so we were talking about this yesterday too, mm-hmm. how it's difficult because some people see sex as just a penetration. Mm-hmm. However, sex can mean so much more in many different ways. Like, um, you need to understand your boundaries correctly. Yeah. I, that's that's really important. Like, some people view oral sex and other other things as, oh, that's just being on the borderline, right? And and that is okay. And if I might not do it on that it's so hard to go under the around the bush but it's hard to really put into words um a lot of people can think at times that when you do certain acts that that is like so sinful but if you do other acts that like everything everything else besides penetration um and not just penetration but penetration vaginally there we go vaginally yeah no that one became a a big thing i I really guys i got so nervous i was like so awkward i'm doing this podcast (laughs) for church but no everyone everyone and most universities that are christian-based think that that is the sole reason that is why you shouldn't do xyz and so it's really important to know what are the boundaries how do you how do you put guardrails in order to help yourself and 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 one understand that sex got created but also have in mind like okay how do i avoid myself from falling into those temptations so it could be even like having having a curfew or some people that date they believe like oh it's okay to spend the night with 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 your boyfriend strongly disagree in that like (laughs) you are opening doors and so so many Mm -hmm. and you could say from the university standpoint that I'm uh, that I'm coming from, the only background that I, I really know of, a lot of college Christians are like, yes, but we're not having sex. We are spending the night together. We play house, but we're not having sex. Yeah. And so that you're kind of opening the door. We can just call that stupid. That's okay. oh, it's yeah. foolishness. <laughs> it's foolishness. That's just a dumb idea. And so all of that is is really hard because you you aren't technically committing or planning to commit the act of sex, but you are low-key opening doors and justifying yeah. it by saying, oh, we're just cuddling. So again, we, we need to have those boundaries in check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it is, uh, it's not a fun conversation for, for Christians to have, or f- especially for singles mm-hmm. to have, because you know I, I do meet a lot of single Christians that are looking for their outlet. They're like, I've got this sexual drive. I know that sex before marriage is, is you know not not 
viewed favorably in scripture and right. so they're, they're just trying to find an outlet for the sex and there isn't one yeah I know. and i think that that just Darn that it. just has to be it just has to be plainly stated no it sucks it. <laughs> like totally sucks i yeah. get it but there is no outlet for that right um and then that's why a lot of people think that like masturbation or even like sex toys or anything along those lines is the safe sin because that's no one sees nice. you. There's no such thing as a exactly. safe sin. Exactly, and, and sin I, is sin, and it's it all leads to hell. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so that we those are things that we as a church need to talk more about. Right. Like, mm-hmm. okay, how do you handle these situations? Yeah. Like, how do you, guys? I could tell you so many stories, like so many college stories that I know that you're like mm, you. And from a that, Christian college, it's a Christian too. college. Oh, Come Christian. on now, and my so, school was way more liberal as a Christian <laughs> like, school in Olivet. You, man. yeah. So it's so those <laughs> stories of like, oh, I'm like the the shameness of saying, I am doing um, masturbation, and now I'm falling into other objects, foreign objects to put in my body in order to feel things, but it's okay because the Bible doesn't really specifically talk about it. We need to talk about that because the Bible specifically says all sexual morality. So those those details of cherry picking certain verses in order to justify your flesh, that's major. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think the most important part of the conversation is to understand Jesus said, um, you have to die right in order to follow me right like Mm -hmm. pick up your cross that's that's not a a a random stick or a random piece of wood no it was a it was a device for death right so when he says pick up your cross and follow me he's saying Mm -hmm. crucify your desires your flesh so if you are not married there is no outlet Mm -hmm. for for that sexual desire and yeah that sucks but that's Mm -hmm. part of following christ in a godly way yeah. Uh, and that's that's what we're all called to do. Right. And look, when we mess up, there's grace, there's forgiveness, there's mm-hmm. love. But to approach that thing uh, and just say, well, you know, God designed my body this way. And so I need I need a release. No, yeah. like yeah. that's there's no excuse. There's no yeah, that's there's good. no loophole. There's that's no good. like it's no it, it's no means no. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we have to crucify our flesh, pick up our cross, follow mm-hmm. him um, and man there's times when that that isn't easy yeah yeah and i'm sorry get around some people that you can be so bold with yeah Mm -hmm. that you like the that sex is not like this taboo word but being able to be completely honest about this is how i feel right and what for whatever reason saying it just like that and it's it's also it can sound crazy but saying that to the lord yeah. The next is yeah. like, God, this is how I feel exactly yeah. right now. Mm. Exactly this is what I'm yeah. going to, but I'm going to just give this to you or, yeah. and tell a friend as well. Like, this is what is happening. And for whatever reason, because of how he has structured it, us mm-hmm. confessing, it also say heals us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it frees you. So, yeah. And it frees you that you feel, um, you feel this freedom. And if you say desire to be married and that's the pursuit of like, I'm going to pray and believe that this won't say like last forever. Mm. Um, Hopefully it's not for some, it's been really long, 20, 30, 40 years um, of waiting. But yeah. Yeah. I I wish that I had a, a a more encouraging answer, you know, but I mean, even, even Paul, uh, you know, who was single 
said, look, Jesus is single. I'm single. Um, you should be single too. It's going to be great for you to be single, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's better for you to get married than to burn with passion. Yeah. Right. Like, like he's like, look, right. your sex drive is real. And if you can't resist that, then you should get married. Mm-hmm. So, work out like right. you know there are different things people are. do take a cold shower work go, out, go hit the gym get you some expensive go for a run. sheets like those different things that you're like taking care of your body that that i think plays into that sensuality part mm-hmm. that like you're still getting to experience a level of comfort that have nothing to do with um sex yeah. right right but that like if you need comfort like if I need to just release this, then I'm gonna work. I'm gonna go work out, yep. or I'm gonna go to a music session. Like whatever your thing mm-hmm. is that helps you to get past like the moment. Yeah. Um, yep. It just and even yeah. even checking yourself. Like, is this lust or love? Like, am mm-hmm. I am I am I lusting right now, yeah. or mm-hmm. am I craving love? Am I ovulating? Period. It's yeah. a lot of it's like yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. these different things of like mm, ovulation yeah. time. Let me. You're horny. Period. stay away let's Fact. just talk not today mm. those kind of things so so yeah. just i i think even we're so quick to run away from your feelings i mean i'm a runner like if i feel sad i'm <laughs> i'm gonna go my little corner i'm not gonna tell anyone so some people they're really easy to express their feelings with some people they struggle with expressing their feelings yeah. i'm one of those people so um, and you, I think you mentioned soul needs some time when you yep. guys get heated and she goes one way, yep. maybe it's a Latina thing, but we, we go our separate ways and we, we just need to think and process our thoughts. Same thing when it comes to, to just, it could be ovulation or it could be the desire of wanting sex. You need to check yourself, um, and not run away from it. And so even like praying or even like taking the time to see like, okay, am I, what if what I'm watching, hearing or saying is provoking something in me? most likely is lust if this is stemming from a time of the month or something along those lines and it's just biological Mm -hmm. okay then we need to do something about it yeah um so either way there has to be an action that's taken um not just sitting in your room by yourself yeah i love something you said earlier about uh guardrails and uh i I think that more people need to put up guardrails in their lives in this category of sexual sin and making sure that they understand guardrails purpose is so like if you don't want to go in the ditch and the ditch is sin, you don't put the guardrail in the ditch. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you need to put the guardrail like way up the hill, way away from the because what you want is you hit that guardrail and you haven't sinned. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people put the guardrail in the ditch and it's yeah. like by the time you hit the guardrail, you've already <laughs> it's already too late. Yeah. 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 Like there's there's no saving it now. Um, and so just make sure that yeah. you put those guardrails in the appropriate places. And, and I think that for everybody, it's, it varies slightly. You know, when, when Sol and I first started dating, like she hated it. I was like, Hey, we're not going to kiss, um, like for, for oh, a while. Okay. And we didn't put a date on it. It wasn't one of those, Hey, we're not going to kiss until our wedding day. I've got some friends that did that. And I was like, hey. you're all weird. Um, <laughs> I love them dearly, but yeah. that wasn't me. But, yeah, but it was yeah, one yeah. of those where every relationship that, that I had, it, it moved into a sexual temptation place mm. way too fast. And it was like, this became the whole purpose of the relationship was the physical intimacy. Right. And, and it was like, look, I want to do something different with, with you. I, I feel a different way with you that this mm-hmm. is, this is a more, a more important, important uh, relationship for me. That's and good. so I don't want to cross that line. Right. And so I don't even remember how long it was. It was, it was probably a couple of months before uh, we actually had our first kiss. Uh, and that was oh. of, of dating, mm-hmm. Seriously. So that's the in dating time. It's kind of long, several months to wait to kiss. 
It was very long for me. I mean, That's what usually, I'm saying. Usually, like, I did the kissing before the dating, so <laughs> the, it was a, it was a very different world for me. Yeah. People are like, "Man, I'm really need to find a new church. My pastor is playing The Simpsons and no, we, and all we this appreciate. Stuff. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. stories. You know what I mean yeah. of of real life stories. So, so yeah, so so sharing. get those guardrails. Take a cold shower. Go to the gym. There are practical things that you can do. Travel. Um, yeah, you know, talk to your get with a group of people. Mm-hmm. Hang out. Get out of your house. <laughs> and and if there's something, chances are your music or the shows you're watching, right. there's something yeah. that is triggering you mm, uh, in those good. those moments. And I hate using phrases like triggering, but it, it's the reality of it. Like you, you watch something and you realize about halfway in that you're just watching it because of the, the attractiveness of the person. Right. And now it's just going to create some, some yeah. bad, yeah, bad yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. kill that, kill some music that if the music that you're listening to is all about hookups and all that, you need some better music. Tiff can help. That's good. Hey, shameless plug. Right. That's good. Tiffany Hines music. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is that was all 17 of our questions, I believe. Wow. Longest uh, podcast in wow. history. Any any final thoughts, ladies? That single life. That just I think you really just gotta enjoy the season that you are now so yes. that you can receive the blessing that you that that's to come. Yeah. If you don't enjoy the blessings that you have now, why do you think you're going to enjoy the blessings that you're going to receive in the future? That's and so I, that's some hard truth, mm-hmm. but yeah. truth is truth. And if yeah. you don't want to follow the truth, then you're a fool. So <laughs> that's in Proverbs, Isaiah. Just, Look anywhere. Gut punch. Uh, right one there. last slap before we're done. <laughs> yeah. I Tiff, think lost. to enjoy being single and like it to me, because you can do whatever, like, when you walk into a room with singles, you should feel some life there. A married person should feel some life yeah. um, mm-hmm. that's different. Um, and not you walk into like a room full of married people and it's like they're like tired <laughs> and exhausted. But there's an yeah. energy that I mean, I sometimes, like, sometimes that's, you know, but some life and not because we're not yeah. busy. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Like singles be really busy, too. But something about being able to like enjoy that it's not gloom and doom. And then I think on the church side of just as much as we pray for married couples, start praying so you can be sensitive to pray about singles. Mm. Marriages are under attack. Singles are under attack. And so just be as mindful about um, married people as you are about singles. And both of them can be both of them can be lit. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> whether you get married or not i love it that's yeah. that's why we're the body of christ mm-hmm. like we're, we're caring for the other members and yeah. so that's yeah good. i love that you know if you're single be praying for the married people married people be praying for the single people mm-hmm. let's do this together i like it that's good. all right that's it for today we are back next week with a brand new conversation we are going to be talking about becoming more like jesus uh, it's going to be awesome. Totally different than this conversation, but it's going to be good. Hope to see you there. <laughs> Not about ovulation. Not about ovulation at all. We're going to talk about becoming like Jesus. So check it out. <laughs>